face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party too. I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. I like to think of Jesus like with giant eagle's wings singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with Uh like an angel band. And I'm in the front row and I'm hammered drunk. I'd be right there next to you, Cal. Good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, the Artie State Show. Wow, do we have a lot to get to today, ass family. Look, I'm going to try to get through good mornings as fast as I can because I have, hold on a second here, where is it here? I have three minutes and six six seconds of heaven. I, I have it for you. Now, I have to warn you, today's beginning of the show after the heaven, little heavy, little heavy. Now, now, not to worry, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy will be here for the second hour. Third hour, we're going to start out the show, or the third break after Joe Murphy, whatever we call it. I have figured out what is going on in Sacramento Radio. Now, I was going to save it for Mikey's show on Friday night, but then I thought my radio self... Wait a second, I have my own show. I'm going to break it here. So I'm going to break what I believe is happening because I've gotten a lot of people to reach out to me. think I know what's going on. But before all that, uh, update yesterday. Uh, need to tell everybody, if you go to any stores that say like condom sense or condemnation, um, they sell a lot of fake dicks and vaginas there too. Not just condoms at condom stores. Kind of caught me off guard. Little weird. Had to take a, a, a strange uh, detour yesterday. They had part of the freeway closed. And it took me by my old church. So I decided to stop at church, and uh, I took a picture of the window of the Sunday school class that I vomited in. Yeah, yeah, still same handicap spot right in front of that window. Uh, now it's like some kind of Bible church in, in, in Christian schools. No longer a first assembly of God. So that was my yesterday. Yesterday, it didn't go bad. I, I learned a lot about corporate stuff, so uh, so hopefully we're moving on from there. Got some more plans to go out the rest of this week as well. Let's start the good mornings, shall we? First one here today looks like it's Battleborn. If you don't chew Big Red, then f*** you. Yeah, right back at you, pal. Uh, he says, happy turd day, ass family. Well, happy turd day to you, hockey player. <laughs> Oh, hockey player. Uh, yeah, I'm looking on the PayPal thing. I got to figure out how to change it on PayPal. I'll, I'll, I'll get through it. Maybe I'll send that to you, too, and you can figure that one out, too, because you are just the angel of the show right now uh, for being able to update the website, and I do appreciate it. Uh, Colin! Grab his dick and twist it! Oh, my God! Oh, dick twist! <laughs> Says, morning, everyone. Well, good morning to you, Colin. Uh, hey, Jameson, are you, are you there? Jameson, hello. Uh, the Notorious Rev. Oh, boy. Yikes. All right. There it is. All right. Good morning to you, Rev. He says, good morning. All great news. My boarding process uh, with new employer. Got fast track, so drug testing isn't needed, oddly enough. Orientation is Monday. Hoping to start on Tuesday. That is fantastic. Good for you, Rev. Hey, 
It's Enrico Palazzo. It is. It's Chaz, man. He says, good morning, ass family. Joe Murphy Day is one of my five favorite ass days. The rest of my review for Aftershock will be on Superfans page today. Have a great Friday Eve, everyone. Uh, his first part of the review is fantastic. And, you know, it made me realize that this is probably the greatest music festival for me because three of my all-time favorite bands were there. Guns N' Roses, who's top three band for me of all time. And if you don't like them, sorry, I love them. Limp Biscuit who I think is the greatest of the rap rock crossovers, and the cult. I absolutely, I have loved the cult from the, from the very beginning, from the Love Album to Electric to Sonic Temple, Ceremony, eh. And, and, and then they got a little weird, and then they bounced back, but they're still the fucking cult. And, man, y'all got to see them. Man, oh, man. Douglas, you were there. You know what we're talking about. You had a great time there, my friend. Screw your freedom. He says, happy Friday, my people. Loving Alice in Chains. Yeah, you know, I think Alice in Chains, uh, uh, Alice in Chains doesn't get enough credit. They really, I, they, to me, as far as grunge goes, Alice in Chains is my favorite grunge band. Not, no offense, Nirvana. I'm just not a big Nirvana guy. Just not. And I don't look at Soundgarden as a grunge band. I look at them as a rock band. I know they're a grunge band, but they, they're, they're a rock band. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Happy Sloppy Joe Thursday, ass family and Arnie. Well, thank you for that, my friend. Trash Panda. Oh, I love trash. This morning, ass family. Hurry up and get this weekend started. Vacation is so close, I can taste them churros already. Fantastic. Uh... Chazman likes the music as well. It rise. When I'm wearing my shirt. Niggas for Trump 2024, and I mean that. Rise good morning in the world of higher education in Oklahoma. That means they teach you on a stairway. We get to celebrate fall break for the rest of this week and off for a four-day weekend. Yes, because the Oklahoma education system can handle a four-day weekend. Oh, you make it so easy, Arised. Becca! Becca! <laughs> Derek says, good morning, ass family. It's Friday Eve. Let's do this. Yes, let's do this. I'm Chuck. Hey! something, isn't he? Keyless Chuck, you are something. Saying, popping on to say good morning. Uh, happy Joe Murphy Day. Be back after school drop-off. Have a happy pre-Friday. We will do that, Chuck. Why can't car seats fit in the back of a Mustang? Because men can't have kids with other men. You got that right, Fred. Good morning to you. Happy Friday Eve, V. Coop. I like to butt-fuck fine ladies. Will I choke, hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. V. Coop says, please tell me Steven Seagal covered lesbian seagull on this album. No. Oh, no, this is... This... This is... This will make you think about who you would rather see in concert, Steven Seagal or Corey Feldman. That's how that that's how amazing this is. Stink Fist says morning ass. Bye-bye, Dodgers. Okay, Arnie, we can all agree that we hate the fucking Astros. Amen. How about your boys win four straight? Well, oh, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping that, my man. I hate the Astros. Jesus, do I hate the Astros. Go Rangers, uh, Warbird! You talking to the Rolex? 
wearing diamond ring wearing kiss stealing woo, wheeling dealing limousine riding jet flying son of a gun and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down Good morning, dog. Good morning, ass family. Bam. Uh, there she is. Uh-oh. The one and only Braddy Kid is in the house. Oh, my lucky stars. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you got knocked the fuck out, no, man. I, I did not get knocked the fuck out, man. I, I haven't fought anybody in a long time. I don't know what you're... It's those paint fumes, I'm telling you. Kale? I don't have an anger problem. I have an idiot problem. Uh, says morning asses. Uh, the good Darren is in the house. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. Gotta cut it because we have to get to this, and Joe Murphy's on a time schedule at 10. But good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Happy Joe Murphy Day. Sanchez family. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. We are free at last. Hey now, shitbird. Uh, hashtag fuck Joe Biden. Donuts? No, donuts is not the news. Uh, safety guy in the house. Safe like repair, safe like replace. Good morning to you, straight fire. Well, Lottie frickin' God. Says Arnie, I'm so appreciative of you and your wonderful show. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, I finished season two of Ted Lasso yesterday. I'm a little slow, and all I have to say is fuck Nate. What a piece of shit. Yeah, see, I, I, when you finish this, so see if you, I'm still not a big fan of Nate. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, th- that, that's all I got to say. Uh, Jameson is here as well. Good morning, Jameson. It's t-shirt time? Uh-oh. What kind of t-shirt time? There's yeah, the busiest man in America. It's t-shirt time. T-shirt time. Stupid dick, good morning. Says loading up. Have a great weekend, everyone. Yeah, you're going to slay this weekend. I promise you that, my friend. Can't wait. Red and White says, I'm planning on going uh, to a sick new world in Vegas. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. Lineup is insane. Okay. Uh, Scabby Show is running best because best are bye bye boys and ill ATM. Yeah. It, look, look, I, look, like I said, third hour, I'm going to get to it, I promise. <laughs> Swoosh, good morning to you, friend. Uh, it says, Morning Ass Family, last flag football game today for my Bad News Bears College Station. The stars at night are big and bright. Says, Good morning, Ass Rockets and AIG. Mad Hatter. Shitter was full. Says, Good Friday Eve, Ass. Red and White says, dude, let's get a shit ton of stickers sent out to the ass family and blast that shit everywhere. I'll donate to the cause. All right. Fantastic. And Christine. Christine, 16. Says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Victor, you driving safe to school today? Okay. I look Like I said. This is a gift because I have some heavy stuff to talk about, not about the show, but about the world uh, coming up after I, I, I play this fucking just, this is the, this is the best, I, I needed this. I saw a video and I said, this can't be true. The other day I saw some pictures of Steve Harvey, the comedian, as the front man of a hardcore band, and I wanted that to be true more than anything. But it wasn't. It was all AI and all bullshit. And then I saw a video this morning of three uh, black gentlemen 
laughing and talking about this, and I had to look it up, and I found out it was real. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who is, is the walking definition of culture appropriation, Steven Seagal, a guy born in Michigan who thought he was Italian for the first part of his career because his name was Nico in every goddamn movie he was in. Then he became part Eskimo when he did that On Deadly Ground movie, meaning he was getting closer to the Native Americans. All wrapped up while in a Japanese culture as well, which I think Mage probably would have a problem with. Then he goes down to Louisiana and takes on some kind of weird Cajun persona. Now, all the while doing this, his acting, which was suspect in the beginning, the first three movies, not bad. After that, the acting went way downhill. He had a reality show where he pretended to be a sheriff. But my favorite endeavor of Steven Seagal's is his musical career. Ask family, I thought that he only played rhythm and blues music because, you know, people from Michigan, they got the blues. Um, but he did it again. I give you from the album Songs from the Crystal Cave, Steven Seagal culturally appropriating reggae. Mr. Steven Seagal, fly down to Jamaica and say, man, what is y'all? So them said if you lay the sock, I don't know me raw. You see me? So. Listen to the words. Me want the body if you make me feel nice. Why? Tell me where you really want all night. Me want the banana if you make me nice. Me want the body and me want the banana. I mean the way nice. So. When the girls start to strut, you could look at them, but you shouldn't do that. The girl dress is just a pity, not just there to cover her kitty. When me a fling it up, you better know fi back it up. When me a dash it up, make sure you black it up. If you ever flap it up, then me a go lock it up. Park it up like Benji who a chop. So, me want the body if you make me feel nice. Why? Tell me where you really want. Me want the panani if you make me nice Me love the way you walk sometimes The way you talk is so hot Now you know let's have a shot to rum Then me can make you come With me to the ocean That would be fat You can be my bow cat Nice idle breeze Bring you to your knees Good jamming Yo, this a girl and blow me rather Wait, wait, you guys don't like this? This is not the greatest thing you've ever heard. It's dirty as hell. That's what we call fucking comic gold. Is he saying Poonani? Yes. Yes. He's talking about butts and, and Poonanis, and he's going to make you come over here. See, there's a big pause in that. 
That's the most genius thing I've ever found in my entire career. Entire career. Christopher! You fucking whore. Fuck you. Yeah, that's it. Go home. Get my dinner ready. Christopher says, is there a word in the English language to quantify the amount of auto-tuning being used? That lady was like, I hate my life. Give me UB40. Fucking amazing. Makes Corey Feldman sound like Prince. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you this right now. If Corey Feldman goes on tour with Steven Seagal, I will find a way to sponsor that tour. I mean, I will I will be on ever I will grateful dead that motherfucker. I'll take Christmas Island over that. Panda says still better than Neil Diamond. Fred says, I'm not a fan of reggae. Like I said, if I was murdering terrorists in a video game, I could hear his background music. Oh my god. Oh, all right. See, I give you that. I got to tell you this. As the first part of today, um, I wanted tomorrow. I was thinking about this um, because today I went to Bucky's. Going to Bucky's. <laughs> Bucky's. Florida has Disney World. We have Bucky. Got my Copenhagen there. Then I had a little Chick Fil A for breakfast. It was delicious. Um. Didn't know they had to put their flag at half staff. I don't know if they. I know they're not like fond of the gays. I didn't know about that about the the the, the Jews, but maybe they'll put it down. So I was thinking about this, and and the show's been very heavy. Yesterday's show was a lot of fun, especially at the end. But the beginning and today's beginning is going to be very very heavy. Um, tomorrow's show, uh, aside from updates or if anything happens, um, tomorrow's show, all fun stories. We're going to have fun tomorrow. We're going to have fun music play tomorrow. We're going to have fun tomorrow, okay? We got fun today with Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. But my first story, um, and I have a theory that goes along with this. This is the ex-chief of Hamas, or Hamas. I call on you, me being included as well, as we are all responsible for this. To start with things that we used to, but with the higher ceiling, first of all, for anger. To head to the squares and streets of the Arab and Islamic world on Friday, Friday of Al-Asqwa flood. Deliver a message to the squares and the streets, a message of anger that we are with Palestine. That we are with Gaza, with Al-Qaeda, with Jerusalem, and we are part of this battle. This is first, second, Gaza is calling you for help with relief and money, with whatever you own, whoever can help. This is the moment of truth. (sighs) So the former leader of Hamas, Khalid, Michelle, is calling for a day of jihad on Friday the 13th. Now, a lot of things I'm thinking about here. And uh, makes sense because this would be the next in the numeric phase of 9-11. Now we have 10-13. Just saying. Um... This also goes for a story that I've been following. 
And I think it's very, very frightening. It's so frightening that actually Tommy called me yesterday, and we talked about this while I was driving around. Um, over 70,000 special interest illegal aliens have attempted to enter the U.S. during the past two years by the way of southern border, prompting extreme concern by border officials. They have no idea how many are in the country. And this guy is calling for all Muslims to do a jihad. Now, the thing that has me kind of, I don't know, my spidey senses are kind of, oh, Douglas, Douglas, wait, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. It is totally Donald Trump's fault, and I have the audio to tell you why. Mage! Round here, we speak American, okay, but Mage, good morning, Ask Naiji. Japanese word of the day is Sayaku. Translation, horrible. I thought she banged, she banged was the worst song ever, but that shit beat it. What the fuck? That was Steven Seagal, and the song is called Strut. Come to my row in case you never know, Mr. Me, who are sure? Better you from start, me no go down low, let's do it all night from the left to the right. Say my name, Steven, tell me, oh, it nice, it's quite all right, water run from the pipe. I love it like that, but I won't bite. So, Girl, what you really want all night? Me want the body if you make me feel nice. Why? Tell me what you really want all night. Me want the finance if you make me nice. Me want the body and want the Treacherous. That that right there. Mm-mm-mm. So, I don't know if y'all are paying any attention to things. Because you guys, I know, don't pay as much attention to the pop world as I do. Because I pay attention. Because it's my job, and I like to. Um, tomorrow is going to be a huge day at the box office. Tomorrow is probably going to be one of the most profitable days in box office history. I'm just going to say that. Why? Because the Taylor Swift movie comes out. They've already sold out nationwide. It's already made over $100 million around the world. She had her premiere last night in L.A., and it shut the streets uh, of the Grove down to where they have to reimburse the businesses because they couldn't be opened yesterday because there were so many people down there. Beyonce showed up. It's a huge night, right? Um, having her announce that, uh, well, I'm going to be opening the movie a day early. Now, I'm not saying one goes with the other. But a humongous movie event. We know Americans are going to be on a day where a jihad has been called. All I'm going to say is this. Be alert of your surroundings tomorrow. Uh, Maybe an inch or two higher in your head. That's all I'm saying. Because we know a bunch of them are over here. I'm not saying, and, and by the way, we have tickets to go to the movie tomorrow. Even though that bitch fucking came out and said, well, I'm going to release it a day early. Well, I, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Braddy kids excited? I got my outfit all picked out. Came up with it this morning. 
All right. Um, I don't know why I'm, I, I, I have this in my head, but I do have it in my head. Maybe, maybe I'm way off. I hope I am. I hope I'm a, a million percent wrong on this. We'll see. Uh, Derek says, you know, I'll be ready for anything. Oh, I know. Safety guy says maybe she could just pull uh, the Bill and Ted and go have a concert in Gaza and bring everyone together. Now, that would be, that would be something. Taylor Swift bringing the world together. I, I, I don't know if that could happen, though. I mean, I, I mean, look, look, she's a tremendous artist and everything. But I, I don't know about that much. Now, I told you, it's Donald Trump's fault. That that the Palestinians uh, are 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 attacking the Israelis, and it's Donald Trump's fault. Wait till you hear about this. Oh, please, fucking play it. Come on. Uh, I'll carry an ice maker with me tomorrow. <laughs> are you and Brady going to stay up all night making friendship bracelets? No, no. I I, I look look. I'm going, and I'm very, very happy to go. Uh, I know because, look, this is very important to her. She loves Taylor Swift. So, Brady Kid does a lot of crappy stuff for me. So, she does more than crappy stuff for me. Um, but our friend Joy Behar decided that she was going to be the stupidest person in the world. And recently on The View, she decided that she was going to unearth what this was all about. And how it started, and why it started, and what's behind everything. I don't know why she's not Secretary of State, honestly. Or even Vice President. I mean, come on, this gal knows politics, and she knows political moves, because we all know the first thing that you do is you blame Donald Trump. Here you go. Israelis would not go back at them. No, they knew. I they mean, put wait a second. This business of, of the Palestinians, we, our heart goes out to all innocent civilians. Yes. Yes. But the Israelis will warn them we're coming in. Yes. The, this group did not warn them. They killed teenagers, kids they who were just out, just out like our kids could be ha- at a rock concert. They kidnapped infants. They, they, kinfa- they I believe they kidnapped three children from one family. These are monstrous people, the Hamas people. They don't care about their own and lives and they don't and care they about do other lives. They do not care about anybody's life except power. Here and we go. So I would like to know who's behind this because it's very interesting that now I would think Putin is sitting back and saying, wow, well, they're going to send their money to Israel. So maybe they way. won't send them to Ukraine. They won't send the money to Ukraine now. I'm very suspicious of this. And what did Donald Trump tell Putin when he was in Helsinki? These are questions that need to be answered in this country. I would like to hear the answers for the, like to, to know those know questions. $6 billion came from. So, so Donald Trump what I'm to understand is Donald Trump, when he was in Helsinki, was that 2018? 2018. So, so, so almost five years ago, he said, hey, old Pootie, I got an idea for you. You see, I'm going to not get reelected, and you're going to be able to run wild through Ukraine. All right, you see? And then what you got to do is you, you got to fund some of them Whack job, you know, yeah, 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 yes. And have them invade Israel while you invade Ukraine. See, you're going to invade Ukraine, and and you're going to do it for like a year or so, and then we're going to pay the Palestinians to go in and and 
go after the Jews, even though I've donated and done so much for the Jews, I want to see them pay for what they've done to the Palestinians. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Why is it? Why? I, I, I mean, honestly. You can't blame Barack Obama for it. You couldn't blame Barack Obama for anything during the, 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 the Trump era. Oh, God, no, because A, you'd be racist, or B, you'd be like, well, see, you just don't want it. But isn't it odd that everything gets based, bl- blasted on him? Safety guy says, that's a hell of a connect the dots. She's a Jew, but I'm sure she supports Palestine. She's so stupid. Uh, Mate says, remember the last time Hamas and Jews agreed on something? It was they both didn't want uh, Madonna to have a concert in the Holy Lands. They were right on with that. Jesus Christ, I can't believe it. Everything that happens is Donald Trump's fault. I Look, I said that a long time ago. We blame Donald Trump for everything. Global warming, Donald Trump. Not enough fish in the reservoir, Donald Trump. You stub your toe at night, Donald Trump. It's all Donald Trump's fault. Come on now. Let's jump on board with old, old, old Joy Behar. I mean, come on. She's on TV. You can't say stuff on TV that isn't true. Oh, wait. Wait a second. <laughs> you can, and that's all that the fucking media does. Okay. Now, there's one other story that I want to get to here. And then I'm going to tell you where our minds are in America. Harvard students will be blacklisted by Wall Street after joining 31 organizations that blamed Israel for the Palestinian war. But fuck this bitch right here on the table called Donald Trump. It rained there. Blame Trump. Yeah. Oh, everything. Harvard students have been warned if they uh, jeopardize their futures after putting out a statement blaming Israel for the horrific Hamas terror attacks. And, you know, people are up in arms about this. People are up in arms that, that people have a problem with Hamas supporters or Palestinians marching in the streets of this country representing themselves with Nazi paraphernalia just the other day in Fort Worth. True story at a Torchy's Tacos. Not bad tacos. They're okay. A little pricey. They kind of love themselves a little bit too much. So this gal's in there, fat gal, ugly, and the news has reported this like three times. And there's a group of fellas in there And they had on shirts, and they had on swastika armbands. One fella had some kind of crazy Nazi T-shirt on. He had a swastika on his book bag. There's like three or four of them. And the lady said, I thought it was a a costume. And then after hearing them talk and hearing them say, you know, that's why you're getting bombed over there, because the lady is part Jewish, I guess. They walked out, and then they came back. Torches wouldn't serve them. Okay. See, I had this idea, though. I had this little epiphany. Would a real white supremacist ever go to a taco shop? 
I mean, think about that. That's a dilemma, right? Because tacos are delicious, but tacos are Mexican. And I mean, I mean, do you think this goes off in their head? Like when they go, hey, I want tacos. Uh-oh. Well, we're going to have to think about that. we got to go to the whitest taco stand we can go to. Hey, cowboy. Hey, sassy Pammy. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous, are you? Yep. Matt Hatter says, yes, tacos are delicious. I don't disagree. But it makes me ask the question. Would a white supremacist go to a soul food restaurant? Because soul food is quite delicious. Would a white supremacist go to McCoonies in Sacramento? Because Sacramento McCoonies is delicious. Do they get out of their, do they, they get to drop all their hateful shit when they go to one of these places because the words, it's delicious, comes after it? They get their tacos from Jim Boys or Jack in the Box. But see, there's still tacos. See, they, 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 you guys are dancing around. with the, It was made by white people. It's a cultural thing. Still tacos. You, I promise you this. I promise you this. No white supremacist is ever going into Cat's Deli. And if they walk in there with a Swazi on their arm, they will be beaten probably to death. White supremacists eat watermelon too. Now, see, if they drink purple drink, I'm going to, if they drink purple drink and smoke cools, you are not a white supremacist. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my brain just fucking hurts right now. <laughs> we need to come up with a new Jeff Foxworthy thing. You might not be a white supremacist if... <laughs> you might not be a white supremacist if you like tacos. You might not be a white supremacist if you have to use an Afro pick. Yuck, 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 yuck. How do you think that would go out on the blue collar comedy tour? You are probably not a white supremacist if Roots is your favorite documentary. You are not a white supremacist if you smoke cools. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to get that out. It, it, it wrangled in my brain for a second. It was like, okay, this is good. You don't have to explain this one on Fox News. But people are up in arms because they're saying, how dare you blacklist these students. Well, how dare you? You 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 are supporting a group and hiding a group out in Palestine. I'm talking about Hamas. That waged war against innocent people. They didn't go after the military. They didn't go after the military compounds in Israel. 
they went after a music festival. 40 decapitated babies, decapitated women. Women were being raped at the music festival next to their dead boyfriends or husbands. And people are coming out and supporting that. The innocent people are being raped and slaughtered in the streets. And you say that we can't say that that's wrong to support that? Well, I got a real problem with that. Because they are 100% wrong for coming out in the street. All these people that want to say, and Tommy and I talked about this yesterday off the air. My brain did break. Well, you were going to say that happened a long time ago. But my brain did break because, and, and I know that we had fun with it yesterday. But just for a second, I want to think about this seriously because it makes no sense to me. I saw a sign, group of people were holding, and I saw it on Twitter. It said LGBTQ, and it had the trans flag on there too, supports Palestine. Palestine, an area where they take gays and they throw them off of buildings or they stone them to death for being gay. How do you support a country that does that when you're fighting and you say that America doesn't support you? You say that America doesn't support the LGBTQ movement? Um, where is the government sanctioning stonings or throwing off the roofs because if I can get a job throwing people off a roof I will happily apply for it but their government does that there's a guy there's a guy who lives in Palestine I don't speak Palestinian or or Shittistan language but I can imagine this is what it's like when he comes home you know his wife's sitting there he doesn't sleep with his wife he sleeps with their goat but that that's a whole other story he comes home, he's like, hey, you know, where, where's my Hamas or hummus? Do we have any Hamas hummus? She's like, no, I didn't get to the store today because it blew up. Oh, man, fuck. I was really wanting some Hamas hummus. This is like an ad for Hamas hummus. And he's sitting there, she's like, well, how was your day? He goes, well, fuck, you know. I really do enjoy my job, but sometimes these these gays are getting a little heavy. And I tell you, sometimes I think I'm coming right off the roof with them when I throw them off the roof. How many did you have to do today? Oh, about 15 or 16. I got paid two rubles for it. We don't have that job here in America. Preaching, Arnie, did you hear that dumb fuck Tara, uh, Tucker Carlson comparing the beheadings of babies to people overdosing on drugs in America? No. Seriously, as serious as you live every day, as serious as serious could be, seriously, Kamala Harris in horny states. He doesn't sleep with a goat. It was up all night. All right. And my, when I saw that picture, my brain literally broke because I'm like, you can't be that stupid. You literally can't be that stupid. Because I remember the first time I saw it because Ukraine is no, look, look, you can support Ukraine all you want. I don't care. 
but they aren't big fans of the gays there either. That whole area over there, Russia and Ukraine, not a hotbed for uh, LGBTQ growth, if you will. They're trying to uh, uh, compound it. They're trying to compress it. Uh, Pink Tacos, uh, Sawyer's dad in the house. Says, good morning, Arnie. I'm trying to wrap my head around anyone that has any support for a group. That thinks 40 beheaded babies is what your God wants and is okay with. Tomorrow I will be a proud infidel. You can't be that stupid. Joe Biden says, hold my beer. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring up Joe Biden now. Because do you want to know what is on the forefront of this administration? Not securing the fact that we could be at World War III at any moment. And I don't mean to be scary or anything. But do you know what's important to him? The administration yesterday issued regulations impacting air conditioners and refrigerators in an effort to curb greenhouse gas emissions. And experts are warning that this will drive consumer prices higher. Um, Before I care about that last part, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, you just gave $6 billion back to bad guys. And by the way, these people that are doing this forensic fucking accounting saying, well, the Iranians haven't spent any of it. Well, of course they haven't. Do you know what they did? When they knew, like three weeks ago, remember because it was announced that we were going to give them that money back on September 11th, and they knew before September 11th, Good day to announce that, by the way. They knew about a month beforehand. So do you know what they did? They've been spending all their money they have to train and to equip all these people, knowing they're fixing to get $6 billion back in their coffers. So they're going to spend it all, and then their coffers get refilled thanks to Joe Biden and his stupidity. But that's not important to Joe. No, no. The most important thing to Joe. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Is your fucking air conditioners and refrigerators. Really? Really? What a stupid son of a bitch. I mean, seriously. You've got to be kidding me. This is what you're worried about. At a time when there are dead and missing Americans during what is looked at as a holy war going on. Yesterday they did a story on the local news about uh, Dallas Baptist uh, University. Dallas Baptist had a, uh, a bunch of students recently take a trip to the Holy Land. A lot of religious colleges go over there because, well, that's where Jesus was. Jalapeno. And they had to cut their trip short a day. They were 40 miles away from all the bad stuff, but they could still feel it in the air. The people, um, the obviously gay leader of this group who didn't have a woman with him, 
and had aged terribly. It was, this is like his 11th trip to the Holy Land, yet he's Baptist. Um, he said it was just like being in America on September 11, 2001. People are walking around with their heads down. They're somber. It's horrible. Schools are closed. Businesses are closed. And Joe Biden came out yesterday again and talked about it. He talked from the East Lawn, talked about how he has Israel's back. He supports their military actions. We're going to supply them with ammunitions and things and all that kind of stuff that they need. Ask family, I'm going to put you in the Oval Office. And I don't want you to be dumb. I don't want you to be Joe Biden on this. You're the president of the United States of America. These attacks happen. Uh, more, more of these attacks happen from Hamas or Hamas, whatever the fuck they're called. And they decide to go on Al Jazeera TV with an American. And they decide that they're going to start beheading all the American hostages. Because right now, Hamas leaders... Um, they don't know what to do. See, this is why this is such a wonderful fucking, you know, group of folks. That the Hamas leaders are split over decision to kid, what to do with the kidnapped Israeli Americans. Uh, they, they don't know what if they're going to kill them or they're going to release them. You done took them, you know, and and it, it made me think of that that fella in that movie, uh, No Country for Old Men, Anton Chigurh. Remember that fella? Probably one of the greatest killing machines of all time. You inconvenienced us now, and it's time to turn things up. So you're the president of the United States of America, and you hear about Americans being beheaded on. Al Jazeera TV for the simple fact that they're Americans. What do you do? Special Kale. Uh, I, I mean, I'd give you the Jeopardy music, but uh, but well, Kale's already got this one. Uh, he says, obliterate them. Just light up the night sky. I would have sent uh, the SEAL and CIA assassins in already. Oh, I'm sure they're there. I'm sure the tip of the spear is there. And I'm sure that the whatever team guys... Or there, whether it's the SEALs, Delta Force. Trade Brittany Griner for the hostages. Ooh, Putin might enjoy that. If the big orange man was in office, no Americans would be held. If the big orange man was in office, this wouldn't have happened. Kind of like the Ukraine event. It wouldn't have happened. Chuck says, come on, hummus, kill him. Definition of fuck around and find out. Uh, Chuck's back, uh, ready to rage a bit before work. AC and refrigerators, wow. Yeah, that's the important thing to Joe Biden. We, we, we got to get these emissions down. Otherwise, that's going to end the earth. Well, the, what's going to end the earth is when Iran gets that fucking nuclear bomb that you helped them buy, and they launch it at Israel, and then Israel launches whatever nukes they have at Iran. And then that's going to get pissy. And then China's going to go, well, we're going to do the same thing to Taiwan. And then we're all sitting on our fucking thumbs because Joe Biden's taking a fucking nap. And the 
one of those countries, we'll call it, I don't know, North Korea, is going to send one of their little missiles stateside since it can reach here. And do you know what that's going to do? First of all, it's going to kill a lot of people. Secondly, though, and most importantly, it's going to fuck up the World Series. Now, God damn it. God damn it. The first time the Rangers ever went to the World Series, I thought it was the greatest moment ever. My dad was watching the game with me, and they beat the Yankees in the American League Championship Series. They beat Mariano Rivera. They beat the That was the team to beat. I forgot who they beat in 2012 because they were just so good that year. And then they lost to the Cardinals, which broke my heart. They lost to the Giants one year, and then they lost to the the Cardinals. And I went to game three that year with the Cardinals with my dad. Greatest sporting moment of my life. Probably the greatest moment of my life being there with him. Now we have an opportunity to beat our most hated rivals. And Ranger fans won't really admit it like I do. And, And Tommy does too. We have never liked the Astros. Even when Nolan was there, when they had J.R. Richards, they had amazing teams back in the day, but ugly jerseys. Them old weird fucking orange and yellow softball type jerseys. I've hated the Astros since I was a baby. And to beat them to go to the World Series. And I think, I, 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 I know the Rangers can beat the Phillies. The Braves, the Braves are pretty goddamn good. I'm hoping the Phillies come back like they did last night. But look here, Palestine. Look here, Joe Biden. If y'all fuck up this year's World Series, I am never, ever, ever going to forgive you. There's a lot of stuff, Joe Biden, that I'm never going to forgive you for, but this is going to be the number one thing. Number one. Fuck up the World Series. Uh, I personally hate the fucking retarded rules of engagement bullshit. If you're going to get on uh, my ass going in to win it, period. Amen. Israel will launch the Jericho plan, nukes to every Muslim country in the Middle East. Hmm. Doesn't your refrigerator and AC run on electricity, the thing that they're trying to make everything on? I don't see an exhaust coming from my fridge. Beat those Astro cheaters. Damn right. Those rainbow Astros uniforms were gay. Yeah. It it pleased me greatly to watch batting practice slash home run derby the D-backs had with the Dodgers. Man, the Dodgers just got smoked. Look, I kind of want Atlanta to go because then I'll be guaranteed a team with a letter A on their hat in the World Series. And if the Rangers don't make it, at least that's what I can watch. But there you go. Now, our last story of the first break. I need to pay homage to someone on this show. Uh, An ass family member who I I pay a lot of homage to. And I I would be remiss if I did not give her the credit that was due for this. Oh, my lucky the one and only Braddy Kid. Because yesterday it came out. 
that Carly Russell, the woman who was abducted after stopping by Target to get some snacks on her way home because she saw an infant on the side of the freeway, stopped the car, got out, and was abducted. From the moment that story broke, Braddy Kid said, this is fake. Three days after she'd been taken, or two days after she'd been taken, she was taken on a Friday night, she showed up disheveled and bewildered at her parents' home, not recalling anything that had happened. And the snacks were missing. Well, a jury found yesterday in Hoover, Alabama, where she was found guilty of false reporting to law enforcement authorities and falsely reporting an incident, both misdemeanors. She pled not guilty, but it didn't matter the judge and the prosecutors. In fact, the judge recommended a one-year jail sentence for her. So, so give it up to Braddy Kid because she called it from the jump. Brady says, I, you have to give me a heads up. I almost fell off the ladder. My head got so big. Yeah, it, 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 but you, you nailed it. You nailed it. This was the story. On- <laughs> what did you do when you saw her? We tried to hug her as best we could, but this I had to family. stand back because she was not in a good state. So we had to she's stand back and let medical let professionals work with her. her. Um, but... She's having to deal with the trauma of people just making completely false allegations about her. Carly has given detectives her statement um, so that they can continue to pursue her abductor. Do you believe that there's an abductor still out there? Absolutely. Oh, God. Well, they don't know their daughter at all. Keyless Chuck, you asked the question that that I've been begging this entire time. Whatever happened to the snacks? Seeing Miss, uh, what's her name? Russell. uh, I'm going to say that she probably partook in those snacks. That was what she was going to eat for the next two days. Because she was going to hide out. I don't know why she's hiding out. Maybe baby daddy. I don't know. Braddy Kid got that from the beginning. Made no sense. Someone punches this bitch and goes to jail. I'll throw a few bucks and bail toward him. Uh, all right. Now, I am going to break a little early because Joe and I have got a lot to talk about this morning. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. West Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home. 
If the wife and I the fussing brother, that's all right. Cause me and that woman bought a license to fight. Why don't you mind your own? set me up like that uh, as I pass by a massive American flag waving in the wind, hearing country roads take me home. That's pretty awesome. Uh, all right, it is that time we have to call the man, the myth, the legend himself, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Yep. Joe Murphy, how are you? I am doing just great. How are you doing, Arnie? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. You sound phenomenal, my friend. Well, I'm a professional. Yeah, well, I know that. Did did everything on the bus work out okay yesterday? Oh, on the bus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you texted me. 
You texted me that you oh, were yeah, on the oh, bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I went back to the scene of the crime. Right. Because I will not be a victim. No, goddamn right you're not a victim. <laughs> I'm a Cornhusker. And I'm battle-born. Yes, you so. are. Yeah, so anyway, so yeah, I went back, but I did make sure my ride was waiting for me. Okay, good, good. I'm very glad of that. Now, Joe, I have a surprise for you. Um, I kind of told you about it, but I'm, I'm letting everybody know. Um, I was on the horn the other night with fellow Nevada Hall of Fame broadcaster, Jammin' Jay Slater. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hall of Fame broadcaster, Jammin' Jay Slater. Now... Now, I haven't gone over this with him yet, but, uh, Joe, I'm going to need you to text me all the radio stations you work for if you have a 20-year career. Joe, I'm nominating you next year for the, the Nevada Broadcasting Hall of Fame. You know, I am truly humbled. I am truly humbled by that because there's a lot of bozos in there, and oh, I'm not going to name names. Oh, I, <laughs> but, I, I understand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I, I want you to text me all the state. I need all the info because uh, – my old boss in Sacramento is from Vegas. Uh, Jim Fox is his name, the Ugly Station. And uh, I nominated him this year, and he got in. So my, my, my track record is pretty good. I'm like three for three with people. I got Jay in. I got a guy named Pat Frisch in. Uh, I got Jim in. And, and Joe, we're going to get you in. You're like the Academy Association of Motion Picture and yeah. Arts. Uh, the Academy... I had it. I had it lined up for the, the Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Sciences. Yeah. You're like that. Oh Barney. yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm the Golden Goose. They realized that they got me in their Hall of Fame. They're like, okay, we listen to him. But uh, because let me tell you right now, people. Let me tell you right now, all you uh, people out there, that uh, you don't understand the ethics, the honesty, and the and the true uh, truth that you get. From Arnie Stage and the Arnie Stage show. If this man was standing on a corner and he rolled up a piece of paper, chat, you know, screaming that Dak Prescott deserves the Heisman, you know, with his pants down, whatever, I would still work for him. I I, I realize that and I appreciate that, Joe. <laughs> no, I, no, I appreciate I, I, that. You know, where I, I meant to mean uh, kind of wherever you are, I'm always there for you, but I always stick by Arnie. Always, um, I, I hope I can always be a part of the show no matter what. Oh, I, look, Joe, you are such a valuable. I love. I I can't wait until some somebody fucking either sponsors the show big and and Joe, you you got to you got to look for sponsors for our segment, and we can split that money. You and I, Joe, because we got a two hundred dollar football pool that we got to talk about later. But but I uh, have one of my top guys. On, I've contacted him all uh, already. Mm -hmm. He's a expert in SEO, which is search engine optimization. He's also an expert in digital marketing. His name is Ronnie. Uh, I think he's tuned in. I'm going to try and, and he's a guy that will help you really get you out really get, and get some sponsors, get some money okay, flowing yeah. in so that me and you can like be like Johnny Football. Exactly. Exactamundo. Now, before we get to that, in, in – in it, I, I talked to Jay because Jay is now broadcasting on 105.7 KOZZ, the morning show, uh, with a fellow named Kevin Smith, who I've worked with, who I, 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 he's a pro. And they have a girl on the show who I don't know, but I understand that they're trying to work things out. And I, 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 I told him about, I said, did you hear Joe Murphy got shot? And he's like, what? Joe Murphy got shot? And I told him the story of you and your ice maker. So uh, tomorrow... Slater's Dingawing is going to be at Dad's Mart on Mill Street. 
And you, well, my friend, have free chicken wings waiting for you. Oh, my. For God's sake, that's a good. Thank you. Bam. Thank Jim and Jay Slater is the man. And, I mean, thank you so much, uh, Jay. I, uh, I appreciate it because I love chicken wings. I hope they're not that habanero uh, stuff. I'm really wimpy. I'm well, a he, gringo. He, he, has, he has all kinds. He's got lemon, lemon pepper, pepper. Uh, he's got regular buffalo. He's got mild. He's got the hot shit, too, but he's got all kind of wings. I love that, Jed. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know, that. thank you, Jay. I, I'm going to come down for sure because um, right now I've got a, a, a can of mustard, I think, or a bottle of mustard in the, mm. in the fridge. And uh, I have a Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Now, now so, I'm going to tell you this right now. If, by the way, he's – and I don't know if he will be. If he's making any of his egg rolls, let me just tell you real quick. Jay could retire on his buffalo egg rolls. They are the greatest thing I've ever eaten. I, I mean, they are so good. They are amazing. Um, but I don't they, know. If have I, I can't wait to try. I've heard. I have heard rave reviews from Slater's Dingley. Yeah, uh, but but now, but that's all for you, Joe. I I, I just wanted to give that out to you. Um, now. When you hear this music, Joe, what do you think of? Well, what, what's your first thought when you think that music? I believe it's when I, uh, did I not carry the flag for the U.S. Olympic team that year? Uh, I'm not sure which year. What, what, what year did you carry the flag, Joe? I think it was 81 when Bruce Jenner had a penis. 76. Okay. Yeah, no, it was a lot of those five years were really uh, blurry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's, so that's when you think that's, of Olympic athletes, when you think of American Olympic athletes, who are some of the top people that you think of? Okay, well, number one, you know, uh, all, uh, whatever you, you feel about anybody, all people deserve a chance in this country. That's why they came here. Anyway, uh, obviously Bruce Jenner, okay. DeCalway. If you can do all of that, I mean, that means 10 events, people. You may suck in the shot put because you want to shave your Adam's apple later, but you, <laughs> you know, you're great in the 100-meter dash. Or that, I mean, that's amazing to win that. The, so I got to say Bruce Jenner was one of the greatest Olympic athletes ever. Um, uh, what's his name? He's a pop-smoking swimmer. Uh, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yay! Yeah. Yay, I'm Michael Phelps. Yay! Um, that great I one there. That bomb. Um, a- anybody else come to mind? Spitz, uh, and of course the great, the spunky. We all wanted to do her at that time, Mary Lou Retton. Well, that's who we got to talk about. America's yeah. sweetheart in 1984. I remember when the, uh, and I'm not proud of this, but I, I was I was 12 at the time. My cousin had come to town, and we both had the hots for Mary Lou, if you will, as the rest of, of the course nation. Of course, I did too. Uh, the rest of the nation did. Well, we went down to the Dallas Public Library. In downtown Dallas, where they had newspapers from across the country. And we cut out pictures of Mary Lou Retton from all these things so we could have collages of Mary Lou Retton. Uh, you know, it reminds me of our Rick Springfield collage. <laughs> I, I hope you didn't do to that collage what I did to Mary Lou's. <laughs> you know what? I used a satin-based paint from Home Depot. I didn't go that route. <laughs> 
Well, the sad news to report is that Mary Lou Retton, Retton is fighting for her life right now um, and battling uh, pneumonia. Some special weird kind of pneumonia. Yeah, and, and like her daughters come out and, and you know, they're, they're saying that she could die. Now, now, Mary Lou Retton, who went to the University of Texas, who married a quarterback at the University uh, of Texas, uh, Shannon something, I believe. Um, I don't know if they're still married or not. But, um, yeah, uh, boy, oh, boy, I, man. Well, you know, it's like they're, you know, broke, out of money, can't work. It's called Medicaid. Hello? <laughs> well, the, the West Virginia native uh, is suffering right now at the hospital, needs good vibes going her way. Uh, man, oh, man. I wish you all the best. I really do, you know, because I was watching the news, too, or, you know, and she's landing the, oh, that's where, that's where people first got, and she nailed it. You know, I don't think Nadia. Did they say she nailed it? But Nadia, I think it was Mary Lou. But she was, you know, Mary Lou Ratton was like America's sweetheart, and oh, so totally. I hope I hope she uh, I hope she recovers. I really, really do. You know that, of course. Yeah, she kind of opened the door for people like Carrie Strug and and the Quitter Chick uh, Simone Biles. You know, she was kind of the first that worked with that fucking Russian fella, who who I don't trust, but 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 he's done well in gymnastics. Um, what's his name? Bella something. Uh, Bella Pierogi or some shit like that. Yeah, Bella Pierogi, who worked yeah. with all the great ones. Then he comes from Romania. <laughs> that's not Romanian, actually. He came from Romania to America then, after Nadia. And that's when Nadia started smoking. And, mm-hmm. and, and learning to party. Her, yeah. She met Joe Murphy, and it was all downhill from there. Oh, my God. She started smoking menthols. It was downhill. Um, now, uh, around that same time period, there was a Major League Baseball player. Real quick, can I mention real quick? Yes. If you were going in and out of your Sabre or your Piggly Wiggly or whatever, and you don't have the people put the the the, the, the paper on there, with, and they make little tags, like to mow your lawn or whatever, you tear yeah. the little tag off, mm-hmm. you know, they have a phone number on it. Yes. You're right. You're, yeah. Just thank God you didn't go by the one that said, gymnastics lessons. Uh, what was <laughs> now I can't remember his name. It's going to ruin the joke. Um, uh, oh, God, Joe. Michigan State guy. Oh, Jesus, Joe. This is why we have <laughs> I mean, just like that. You, you know, and the joke, I, I'll research it better. I, I want to say, cause I keep wanting to say Dan Snyder, but I know it's it's not Dan Snyder. It's uh, that scumbag. Yeah. And I was trying to, hey, let's move on. Yeah, let, let, please. Please, let's move on. Um, I was talking about that same time period, the, the time period between 69 and 87. There was one man who, in particular who was kind of the face of Major League Baseball at that time. And he played first base for the Los Angeles Dodgers, then went and played for the San Diego Padres. Uh, a fellow by the name of Steve Garvey. Are you? I a- would like to announce my candidacy. Yeah. Steve Garvey is going to run for... Sa- How old is Steve Garvey? You're Joe Biden's president. Yeah, come on. I know, but I mean... How old is Garvey? Can we can somebody uh, Google that for us? Hold on a second here, uh, Steve Garvey. How old do you think he is? I'm gonna say let's. I'm gonna say in, in let's see. Like you said, the mid seventies, probably in the prime. I'm gonna say seventy-eight. Okay, uh, I have not hit the enter button yet. I'm gonna say seventy-two. Here we go. Hitting the enter button. He's seventy-four. He's 74, right in the middle of us. That's what we do. 
That's why we're award-winning journalists. Damn right. So a 72-year-old, what's he been doing? Just relax, Steve. You you still got giant forearms. Oh, yeah, there's only like 105 House of Representatives uh, uh, in California, and all you know, who knows what? I mean, yeah, he's just kicking it. I'm not. I'm gonna be in LA, I would think. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, he's actually running for Senate. Not he's not he's not running for a representative. Oh, he's running for he's running for the United States Senate. Yeah, oh yeah, he's running for the United States Senate. A seventy-four wow. year old wow. former baseball player. Steve I know, I remember Steve okay, Steve Garvey. Uh uh it was Sachs, I think it's second. Yeah. It was uh it Davey, was uh Davy Lopes. I know it, I know a third was Ronnie Say, the penguin. Davy Lopes was the shortstop. Davy Lopes, that's right, that's shortstop. And then out in the outfield you had you had uh, the, the, the the Giants manager. Dusty or Baker. No, you had no it, not Frank Robinson. You, let's see, you know, who did you have out there in the outfield? I know Dusty, I got this. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, right. He was a Giants manager, wasn't he? Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. I knew. Dusty Baker and uh, the center fielder was uh, oh you gotta give me the other two. It's I still on the tip of my tongue, but I don't wanna I don't you remember know, the other two all day. I can't think of them because you've worn me out on the rest of them because I was saying I was saying Dusty Baker from the beginning. But but do we do we need do we need Steve Garvey to run for Senate? I, I don't think we need that. No, he doesn't. I mean, I mean he, you know, he, he's running on, you know, obviously popularity. Because who votes? Who votes? Not Nike. Who the, who the fuck is oh, Steve yeah. Garvey? They're like, I've never heard of him. The only people that, that have ever heard of Emmett Smith now are because he was on Dancing with the Stars. True. Okay. Everybody knows Travis Kelsey because they're Swifty. So uh, uh, Steve Garvey is like, you know, but young people don't vote. So, old guy, old people both. Oh, I remember that candy guy. I tell you what, he could dig up a drowner like, uh, yeah. So he's gonna win. He's gonna, and he's gonna have a, a smooth, uh, an office, be flying back from Washington and back, maybe Beijing. <laughs> uh, some people put up Pedro. Gar- I don't think Pedro was on that team, and neither was Brett Butler. That was a little bit before Brett Butler's time. Yeah, that was a little bit more because, uh, like you said, it was Dusty Baker, and there was somebody in left. I, it's going to kill me, but I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up later. Um, but yeah, Steve Garvey running for U.S. Senate in California. Hey, good luck, Steve. Uh, but uh, he'll probably keel over, you know, before the before. I mean, he gets to office. He, I mean, he's he looked. I saw him on TV, and like you said, that. You know, I didn't even think about it when you said Steve Garvey. You know, you sent me some notes, but you know, now that I think of it, you know, I've seen him on TV, and uh, I mean, Val Kilmer looks better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now switching gears completely, we have to talk about this Swiss soccer player, Alicia Lehman. Have you heard of her, Joe? No, I had not. I I I was thinking you were talking about uh, the young thirteen-year-old kid, but no, 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 no. I'm talking about this vixen, this woman that is just pure hotness that plays soccer, the Aston Villa striker, who's an, also an influencer and a model, alleged in a recent interview that an international celebrity offered her a hundred and ten thousand dollars. To do the no pants dance. Now, Joe. So instead of sliding to her knees and ripping off the top like Brandy, right? Right, right, right. And, and by the way, ask family. I'm going to share a, 
the the screenshot of this gal. Um, by the way, uh, way underpriced. If I'm an international celebrity and I got millions of dollars to spend, and this gal, fuck, good lord, am I? And I'm young because this gal would kill me. Uh, oh my goodness! Good lord, a hundred thousand. Now, Joe, in your international work around the world as a sex worker, I'd like to know what was your largest fee. My largest fee? Yeah, what was the biggest you ever got paid for a, for a, for a night with Joe Murphy? Well, this was, of course, in Beijing. Uh-huh. I believe it was 96. It was... Uh, the year, but, not 96. Well, yeah, it was a good year and a bad year. I mean, if, if wedding dresses with Robin and cocaine in a Beijing uh, hotel room with, like, seven uh, you know, models from South Korea that were there with servicemen that now since gone to prison. It was, it, it was, but they always chip in because I told them I wouldn't drop names. Okay, all right. So, so what was it? How much did you make? A Snickers bar and an Arby's coupon. Wow, that is international sex work right there. <laughs> you know, it's what I do, Arnie. It is. You're a giver. Um, I am a giver. You know, in fact, yeah, I'm a giver. I mean, in fact, if you. You know, I tried to join the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Yeah. Super group. Ah. No controversy. People no. love them. So I tried. I got. I didn't make it. I didn't make the final cut. Because, you know, they they call me. They call me uh, making out with a chick. Oh, and, damn. Uh, I was wearing uh, my own. I was wearing jeans and making out with a woman. And I was talking about getting married. And we were reading the Bible and, and talking about living a wholesome life. And then I just said, no, that's not for us. You're done. Wow, those bastards! I can't believe they would do that to such a a, a man of, of esteem as you, Joe. Uh, you know what? That's just, I guess that's not the part of the moral code. You know, it's, it's, it's become one and bear fruit. They're not into that. Uh, all right. So, enough of uh, goofiness. Uh, Major League <laughs> Baseball playoffs. The American League is set. Those dickhead cheaters from Houston will be taking on my beloved Texas Rangers for the American League championship. While in the National League, the Dodgers get bounced out by the Diamondbacks, who will play the winner of the Braves-Philly series. The Phillies last night opened a can of whoop-ass and have taken a 2-1 to lead. Joe, what do you see happening? First off, when they, they went, there were three teams that had 100 wins. Two are gone. Mm-hmm. That's like, who's got the Wavos after 162 ball games? You know, Don't be a Wally Pip. Okay. Well, do you so, know what they do? You know what they're trying to blame this on, and it's very interesting. The hundred win teams all had a buy in the first round, and all these teams that are winning, they 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 played the first round. They have been playing for their life, and that's why they're on fire. These other teams got cold. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, but when you play fifteen games or something like that or whatever, you can you should maybe stay a little active before the big you know the big guy game or whatever, and, and maybe even NBA eighty two games, you know, you but one hundred and sixty you get for the love of God, give me a day off. So, what do you like in the playoffs, Joe? All right, so damn it. Well, are we gonna? Who's gonna finish out this Braves Phillies? 
I, I, I think the Phillies beat them. I mean, the next game, hold on a second here. Let me see the next game. It's Atlanta, it's at, it's, it's Atlanta's oh. favorite on the road in Philly. Wow. But see, the Phillies kicked their ass last night in Philly. Game five in Philly uh, t- tonight. Wow. Yeah, tonight, TBS. Um, and uh, you got to lay a, a buck 55 on the Braves to win a buck. If you bet a buck on the Phillies, you'd probably get back a buck 235. So anyway, you know what? Backs against the wall. Whenever the backs against the wall, they're going to they're gonna be the favorite. Atlanta's back is against the wall. I think that the Phillies close it out. Let's get okay. rid of all three of those 100-win teams. Okay, all right. So then for the National League, you'll have the Phillies Diamondbacks. And for the American League, you have the Rangers Astros. Who do you like for the series? Don't sugarcoat it. Now, wait a minute. For the World Series, are you saying for each uh, the, each uh, championship no, series? No, no. Like, for the, like, like, I'm asking you if the Phillies that you're picking make it past tonight and win, they'll take on the Diamondbacks for the National League Championship. Right. And the American League is set with the Astros and Rangers. So, who do you like for the World Series? Oh, I see what you're I see what you saying. I was going to pick the winner of each game, but I'm like, oh, that, okay, Space Cadet Murphy. Uh, yeah. So who I like for the World Series? Oh man, you know I have to, obviously I redo it if we if I lose tonight. But I like the I, I just I hate, I hate the Braves. I'm not going. I like the Phillies. You know I'm going to go with their range. Plus they look badass. They're putting runners on man. base. Guys are knocking things in. They're making things happen. You know, uh, pitching. Whoa. Mac, How many runs have they given up? Max Serger is coming back possibly for this series. Uh, it's huge. Uh, so you're taking the Phillies and the Rangers. Phillies and the Rangers. And I want the Walker, Texas Ranger, the Chuck Norris theme song, if I could, later. I, I, I have I have a, a Texas Ranger T-shirt with Chuck Norris in the middle. Yes, I, I, I do own that. Um, I want the theme song. Um, the eyes of the Ranger are upon you. Yes, yeah, You throw that every Ranger game, and I'll root for you because I'll yeah. just get – that's like Lee Greenwood singing Proud to be an American for me. I, I also like the Rangers shocking. I mean, because I, I hate the Astros. I like the Phillies. And interestingly enough, the first game this year at Globe Life, the game number one of the season was Rangers Phillies. How weird would that be? How Rangers. weird would that be? That that was the first game of the season. That was opening day. Wow. Did you know what? I didn't believe in the Zodiac. Now I do. <laughs> Right. You know, I'm still at the sphere. I haven't found my way out. <laughs> Jesus, you and that fucking sphere. Uh, I'm still trying to get a contract with them. <laughs> you can call my Fairfield's office at 707-408-3274. I'm sorry, 3374. Uh, there you okay? go. It's my Fairfield's. That's a sub. We just opened the office. I just leave a message, and uh, I'll have a guy, a champ in there later. All right, we got to go to college football, and this weekend is a weird weekend for you and I because our teams don't play this weekend. I know we get the week up. I heard that we were all going to Cabo. Uh, that'd, along be, with the Oscars. that'd be okay. I'd be all right with that. You know, get those losses out of our system. Let's get back on and, and get going. Uh, but we do have some <laughs> college games to pick, uh, including this one on CBS, and I'm picking it because, well, I'm, I'm going to make a joke, and it's going to be way too early, and people are going to cringe, but eventually they'll laugh. 
A game, uh, Texas A&M is on the road at Rocky Top, taking on number 19, Tennessee, in a battle of the SEC supremacy. Wow. This is, are you kidding me? This is a big-time SEC matchup. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a better game than George right. Vanderbilt. But, you know, hey, guess who beat Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt? Who? Nevada's homecoming opponent, the running rebels of oh Nevada, Las Vegas. Well, we'll get to that game. That's our last okay. game. Don't get ahead of me, Joe. We got to stick with the A and M Tennessee game first. You know, my agent said he talked to you, and if I went off my tangent, you didn't care. I don't care, but when we're doing this, I care. <laughs> okay, I like, I like. To, of course, Georgia's going to win the game. We're not picking the Georgia game. We're picking Texas A oh. and M Tennessee. Oh, okay. I was. I'm sorry. I, I had jet lag. I've been on a flight. I, I sent I, you the games yesterday that we're picking. You know what? Some people have lives. Okay. Do you know what happened to me? I lost the back of my remote with the batteries exposed. Tell oh, me that doesn't drive you nuts, buddy. That is horrible. You got to put some tape on that quick. I did after I started. I mean, remember, I was looking for it at like seven fifty, and I, you know, my whole production staff was down there, and he's looking for it because I was like, I don't call me Howard Hughes. Just find that fucker. All right. All right. I like uh, Tennessee at home, buddy. Tennessee at home. Well, I'm rooting for Hamas in this game. That's right. I said it. I know it's too soon, but God damn it, I hate both these fucking teams. Man, oh man, this is the worst game ever. This game is on CBS. CBS should be appalled that they're showing these two mouth-breathing goddamn schools. I refuse to pick anyone in this game. Uh, There you go. Uh, All for that tirade right there. Next game up, we got a big one here. Now, I got to ask you if you believe or not. Do you believe in North Carolina? Because they are taking on number 25, Miami. At North Carolina, Miami, who had a blunder of all blunders last week of not taking a knee because they're stupid. That's bad coaching. That's ridiculous. No, that's horrible coaching. And look, I know horrible coaching because watching the Texas OU game, that was horrible coaching. But we got 5-0 and North Carolina at home. They've got their big-time receiver back finally. Their quarterback is mentioned for the Heisman, taking on 4-1 and one Miami. Joe, what do you like? Let's see. You got, I think you got to go through, like, Georgia and South Carolina to get up there. Uh, Miami will, will travel up there to Chapel Hill, and, and, they'll get, and they will win that game. Whoa, you're taking the Hurricanes. I'm, you know, as much as I hate him, but Tom Osborne did win his first national championship against the uh, the Miami Hurricanes. But you know what? Uh, I think uh, I, Miami's like they're you know they're quick. They're, they're like a Miami team of old. I mean, they're getting a little cocky, a little swaggy, and and uh, I think they're gonna win it. Okay, all right, uh, not not a bad. That's a tough game, and that's why I brought that one up. I I like North Carolina because Mac Brown is their coach, and I love Mac Brown. Um, I, I agree with you that Miami has that swagger back. That loss last week killed them, though, um, taking them all the way down to 25. Oh, that's so ridiculous. I, I can't even believe it. Like, dude, have you heard of running the clock out? It's been going on since they've had a clock. Yeah, take a knee. Just take a God knee. Safe. Now, a team that people are still talking about, but the season's over for them because they got their second loss last week against a shitty Louisville team. I don't know why Notre Dame is – well, I do know why Notre Dame is ranked. 
I mean, they're ahead of Miami, and they've got one more loss than Miami. Notre Dame is at home, and they're taking on number ten USC. Who? You know, you know, you think you you think Jesus is saying touchdown? No, he's it's gravitational. Come to the end zone, baby. Oh no, or it could be a lot of television revenue. Ah, uh, USC, I think beats them handily. Okay, well, this is where I'm going to differ from you. Not so fast, my friends, as Lee Corso would say. Not <laughs> so fast. Um, That's crazy. I remember Diaper Danny from old Dick Mike Cow, oh, too. Oh, Dickie V, baby. He's a PTP or a primetime player, <laughs> baby. Diaper Dandy. You can't, you can't get quality programming like that anymore. Oh, God. Dick Vitale was the greatest. Um, <laughs> he was the, that's a guy that he was like the Kobe Bryant of college basketball broadcast. He was. I mean, I mean, there was nobody better than him. Um, I, I am, I am not sold on USC and their defense. Their defense is bad. I think Notre Dame wins a very, very close game, and it keeps Notre Dame in some kind of talk. But I'm taking them because I can't stand USC either. Guess what? I heard Shadar gave uh, Caleb a watch. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> in um, a motel room in yeah, Hollywood. No, that yeah. didn't happen. Uh, probably the biggest game of the weekend is the war in uh, the Northwest. Number eight, an undefeated Oregon, is taking on number seven, an undefeated Washington. Now, lots of people don't know this, but Ted Bundy went to the University of Washington. So there's reason not to root for the University of Washington. Osama bin Laden's kids went to college here, and Vladimir Putin's daughter, I think, is still getting, you know, bone daddy by a fraternity guy somewhere in this country. Um, so Oregon, Washington, I believe, um, I can't wait to hear what you think of this. I think this game is going to be a blowout, and we're going to find out one of these two teams is for real. Or almost. I already know who you like. I already know who you, the blowout is. I like. This is great. Five and zero. Oh, five and zero. Oh. Wouldn't it be great if you had two losses in NCAA and still had a shot? It's not like there was that much parity, you know that. Oh, you that, do uh, for Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame. Great. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame has that because they have two losses. They just went out. They'll be mentioned for the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. Like you said, you know, you got two losses. You, you're done. One, you you got a sliver of hope. You know, and, and the NFL, I mean, the losing records have gone into the uh, playoffs. So, I'm just saying, you know, it'd be nice that, you know, if uh, uh, the 33-point underdogs, you know, kind of went away. Yeah, I, I, I 33-point underdogs in the NFL. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. You like yeah. games that, that are like the Texas OU game last week. That are competitive. Um, that yeah, are I like, no, I didn't say that. You're putting words. No, in my no, mouth. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying you like the result of it. You like the way that game was played because it was back and forth. It was. Yeah, it, it was like well, no, when the Georgia's played the Vanderbilt, yeah. they're not favored by 33. That they're favored by 14. I mean, you know, things teams get better. Well, the Vanderbilt's have a lot of money, so that might change because now you have to buy your players. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of this game? I, I mean, this is a very interesting game, Oregon, uh, Washington. What do you think, Joe? Well, because Phil Knight has said that there will be flames coming out of the Oregon helmets this week, <laughs> I'm going with the Ducks. I, I too, am taking the Ducks in this game. I don't believe in Washington. I'm sorry, I just, I, I just don't believe in them at all. 
I have I yeah. haven't bought the hype. I, I I don't understand the hype. I know they're in the Pac-12, and I'm not a big fan of the Pac-12. I just think terrible. Yeah. They're the minute bowl. Well, you're big. Looks like you could play basketball, but guess what? You really can't. Yeah. All right. Final game of the college weekend. Huge rivalry. It's for the cannon, baby. The UNLV running rebels who are four and one are coming to Mackey Stadium in Reno, Nevada to take on the O and five Nevada Wolfpack. And, and I, you know what? I hate to, to throw this in. The last year, the first game of the season, they won. They have not won a game since. Mm. They're on a, like a fifteen. Don't quote me. I know it's fifteen at least, maybe yeah. six. UNLV's gonna run all over them, and I hate to see it. And you know what? The worst part about it is there's gonna be five fans. These all run with the pack. Got your pack jerseys on. How about you show up? Are they not How about getting the boys out there trying hard at old five? You know how they think they feel. How about you show up and, and, and say, hey, we're here for you. But no, you don't have to wave us, you. But anyways. So you don't see any chance Nevada has in this game? Dude, I want them to win so bad. I, you know, I'm going to take them because I want them to win so bad. And what are they? Like, uh, oh, my gosh, they're. Nine and a half point for underdog. Yeah, that's yeah, I think that's even too small. UNLV's pretty. I mean, they're you know, Vanderbilt's still an SEC team. I mean, they don't play anybody, but they went in there and beat them. And UNLV, you know, it's like it swaps back and forth. UNLV gets good, then the battle gets good, then UNLV gets good, and UNLV's got it. And they're gonna have to paint that cannon red. I think they, it's already red. I believe. Yeah, of course it is. No, and, I think uh, isn't it blue right now? I but I, I I'm not sure. Yeah, no, last no, year we didn't win. They won the first game of the year, and then they haven't won since. Wasn't the first game of the year last year against UNLV? It could possibly. You you, you could possibly. You you might be right on it. Yeah. So so maybe it was blue. I have to. It's really rare. It's very rare that the first game is uh, UNLV. But I you know what? I it, it could have been. So I, I think I'd believe it might have been. So um, good call. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to – look, I, I'm not a big fan of the University of Nevada because of the way they treated me when I was on the radio there. Uh, I can't pick UNLV, though. I, I don't like UNLV. I'll, I'll pick Nevada, but I, I don't think Nevada stands a shot. It's one of my – it's one of my, you know um, – Bet with your heart once, because yeah. obviously we're not betting real money. And I got to pull. No matter how much, give, you know, give us a big win. Give us and make the fans happy. But you know what? If they give, if they come out and they pop those rebels and they beat them, and there's nobody there, guess what? Don't don't come back. Yeah. Oh wait, you weren't there anyway. So. All right, we've made it. We've made it through our college portion of the show now. I have one note left because the college football. Okay, what is it? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I, I messed up everything for you. It is the, uh, I believe it's the West Virginia-Kentucky game. Uh, hold on a second here. Let me go back. Uh, uh, scores. Uh, now I got to go FBS. Kentucky, who are you looking for? Kentucky. It's the, it's the, we have a whiskey boost in, in uh, the lower 40. <laughs> and come by and grab a pint on your way to the game. It's the yeah, you. I can't even see which game it is because that's they're hiding it because of the bootlegging. So <laughs> uh, I'm looking for <laughs> Kentucky is playing Missouri. 
Uh, wait, yeah, you said- Kentucky, Missouri. That's it. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, you're not going to find any moonshine at that game, for God's no, sake. No, God, no. I mean, it's all <laughs> over Missouri, Kentucky. We both were slave states. Do you know why they they call the the, the, the uh, toothbrush the toothbrush? Why? Because people from Kentucky invented it. Invented it, right? And everybody else was like, "It's the toothbrush, dude." Yeah, you, yeah, the, you, you, you knew that joke, didn't you? Yeah, you murdered it. You absolutely murdered the shit out of that joke. You know, murdered two jokes, and I appreciate you highlighting it. <laughs> I had to. I mean, come on, Joe. Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to football NFL now. Here you go, Joe. All a right. 26-yard strike to uh, Lynn Swan at the 39-yard line with the Steelers ahead, 17-13. Uh, Joe, last week you did not have a great week, but you bailed yourself out with that last win of the week going 7-7. Seven and seven. Son of a... Just the way the bookies like it. Um, taking your total for the season to 44 wins and 34 losses. I, on the other hand... Despite picking the fucking terrible Dallas Cowboys, went nine and five last week, upping my record to forty-four and thirty-four. Joe, you and I are tied. Boom, 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 boom. Now we both play Smash Mouth football, and that's what's up. Yep. We go into week six tied, Joe. Two hundred dollars on the line for us. (laughs) We're neck and neck. It's like. It's like a thunder and alley dark coming around the home stretch, you know. All also, right. I'd like to say that, uh, you know, Dak, I mean, how many memes can they make without Dak? Seriously. And oh. he just, he helps them so much. Oh, I can have two, I Twitter so I can have three. And I'm not knocking, I, I, I feel your pain. When you lose, I lose. I hurt when you hurt. You know that. Oh, okay? I but, but it's like he's doing too much. But I want to say this really quick because I know you're going to like this already, and I and I hate to keep real quick. It's on freebie, and it's a series called it's called the Life on the Line. It's a gambling documentary. These bozos on there. I was I couldn't take it. I was throwing stuff at the TV. So because you know I'm the greatest handicapper. Oh, I yes you are. Oh, I I, yeah. I agree. So there was once yeah. Jimmy the Greek, and now we have Joe the Nebraskan. Well, and I want you, and I, I want you to make a section of this because I'll go over some key pointers. But aren't you? Why, if you can't pull it up, it's on freebie. Uh, Life on the line is a gambling uh, 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 documentary. I'll have to check it out. The bozos, the bozos. Okay. Um, starting tonight on Prime Video, not free TV. Uh, the one in four Denver Broncos are on the road against the four and one Chiefs. Reports are Taylor Swift will be at the game tonight. Uh, nice. Thank and, God I found a Walmart gift card. <laughs> uh, the Broncos uh, are a ten-and-a-half-point dog. What do you say, Joe? Look what happened to us, Arnie, when we were like, oh, that, that's not going to happen. What was the game last week? We're like, well, I mean, it could happen, but, you know, that's such happened. And we were both like, if it's not, it was the Bills, I believe. 
Yeah, the Bills losing in Jacksonville. Couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and people, there's a leading publication came out yesterday that has the thing. They're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. It's the sports section of the Reno Gazette Journal has a huge story about the Cowboys. And it says, Jags get cozy in London with win over Bills. Did me, did Arnie and I not tell you that that was going to happen, that the that the Jags are over there, they're yeah. rested up, canned, rested ready? Oh, yeah. We already told you that. Oh, I, I mean, and the NFL wants to have eight games a year over there, so the Jags are guaranteed about eight wins a season now. If they, if I mean, if they take a, and it's because their owner, who uh, whose son yeah. owns AEW Wrestling, they also own a gigantic football club over there. That's where their money is because, look, they ain't making a lot of money on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are, but they aren't. Um, and they can they have these ties with London, and I think it's a very unfair advantage for a very bad franchise. You know, it's the first time, too, that they let them sit over there and play two games. Usually it was like, hey, both teams, sorry about the jet lag, sorry about the short week. I'm sorry, but we pay you millions, shut up and go to London. Sorry, that's an inconvenience. But, you know, and so you go there and play a game. Now they're like, it's the first time, if I'm not mistaken, Arnie, that the team got to stay there the whole week. I believe you're right, and we have another game in London this week. But before we can get to that, I need you to pick tonight's game between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Well, you know what? That's what I need. You know what? God damn I got to take a pen. You know, of course, I'm taking the Chiefs, but I swear to God, if the Broncos win, I am going to – I'm just going to uh, – uh, You're not going to do it. What's the they use when they send a lot of checks? <laughs> hey. I'm going to blow you up. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're not going to blow me up because there's no way the fucking Chiefs lose at home with Taylor Swift there. I'm just, I'm just telling you that right now. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the no Chiefs. No way. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. Um, next game from uh, cheery old Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. The 3-2 and two <laughs> Ravens take on the 2-3 and three Titans. You know what? That travel thing just going to screw everybody up. The Ravens are already pissed off. They hate themselves. I'm taking the Titans because I know you're going the other way. Let's get it on. Yep. Uh, I will take the, t- the Ravens because contractually I cannot take any teams from Tennessee. Um, next game we got coming up, the Washington Commandos, two and three, are on the road against the three and two hot Atlanta Falcons. Behind my man, Bijan Robinson, Atlanta's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You know what? This is where the two-and-three team and the three-and-two team nodded up at three-and-three Falcons. I mean, I'm sorry, Commandos win that game. Okay. Uh, I am going to take the the Falcon. Oh, you and I are differing on the first couple here. I like it. Let's get it on, Robidoux. Uh, You got the Commandos. I got the Falcons. Now, this next game. Boy, this next game is what we call the poop mart of games. And I'm sorry, because I have friends who are, and and I have real friends, not Chris Payne. Oh, by the way, we no longer call him Chris Payne on this show. Uh, We we, we call him by the name that rhymes with that, which is Piss Stain. Piss Stain? stain. He's also been called the Joe Murphy word on several occasions. (laughs) Now back to your programming. So... So I, I do have really good friends. My T-shirt guy, Rhino, he's a huge Bears fan. And Stephanie is a huge Vikings fan. 
Both these teams are one and four. It's at Soldier Field in Chicago. Minnesota's a two and a half point favorite. The Bears coming off a win last week. What do you like, Joe? Well, the I think the Rangers scored more points, uh, more runs in their game than the Bears have scored points in their last the year. <laughs> but it's a tough, that's a toughie, Wappy. Oh, this this is an awful game. <laughs> You know what? This is all. I mean, really, dude. I mean, we expect the Bears to be one and four right now. We don't expect the Vikings. We expect them possibly to be four and one. Yeah. Oh, I expect uh, the Vikings to have that kind of record at the end of the season, not the beginning. And you call it this the battle of the, you know, the, oh my God, the black and blue division. How about the boring and booze it up division? Because I can't watch this anymore. This is the porta potty division. I mean, this is really the, the drizzling shits of a game here. Uh, yeah. Hey, Christine, that's not tequila. That's just the mixer. Thanks for getting everybody that for that. You know, you have to buy booze. It goes with that. That's yeah. what the people are upset about. I'm going with the Bears at home. I, too, am going to take the road dog, the Bears, in this game. The Bears are home, buddy. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the, I, I'm, I, I'm taking the home dog. I, I apologize. I'm taking the home dog because the Vikings are favored in this game. So, I like the home dog in this game. Next game up, not much better. I mean, the record, I, I don't know how the Seahawks are 3-1. and one. Oh, I know because they haven't had to play the Niners yet. The Seahawks at 3-1 and one are taking on the – I think the most disappointing team in the league, even though they're two and three right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, Mr. Burrow is kind of like Samson. He's trying to get his hair to grow back mm-hmm. so he can throw. I was with the haircut approach. I'm a stylist, you know. So. I, I do know that. You are an influencer. If you ever need some highlights, Tony, let me know. Oh, okay. Joe, every time you're on the show is a highlight, my friend. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You're a wizard with words. I, I love you. I, I love you so freaking much. I'm taking the Bengals. Joey Burrow gets his back together. And, uh, you know, I used to like to see. You know, if Marshawn Lynch was playing for the Seahawks, I'd love him. But he's not, so I love the, I'll take the Bengals. Um, all right. I'm going to also take the Bengals. In our next matchup, there's not much to talk about this game except for the fact that the NFL is mulling over whether they're going to find George Kittle for wearing a T-shirt that says, Fuck Dallas, under his jersey last week, when the Niners absolutely bitch-slapped the Cowboys. Let me, as a Cowboy fan, say this. I have zero percent... I do not care that George Kittle wore that shirt. He has every right to wear that shirt. They hung 42 on the Cowboys. He wants to pull it up and says, fuck Dallas on there. That's what this game is all about. Even though I'm a diehard Cowboy fan and fucking hate the Niners. Hey, when the Cowboys finally get a quarterback and beat the Niners, I hope somebody is wearing a shirt that says, fuck the Niners. But the league is considering fining him for wearing that. What do you think about that? Okay, number one, we, we, I'll get to the clothes police, which is a real thing, in a minute. But do you remember back in the day when they had those jerseys that you get that holes in them? Some guys, the cool guys with the with their hair parted down the middle, was wearing the school with their belly was showing it. There. It was like a it was like a halter top almost, but it was mesh. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. With a pair of Jordaches. Oh my God! I have to put that back on. Anyway. Uh, no, you so, don't. No, no. Do you remember the jerseys were like that? Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And then the, the, the jerseys would say like Hawaii on there. Hawaii '91. 
Yeah, exactly. Wow, you skipped a year. Um, so, you know, like, but now they don't. So the clothes, please, you know, in the NFL, you come out, you look like that, as long as you're me. But here's the thing. Okay, you're a Niner fan because you live in East Livermore. Okay, you woke up with, oh, they won the Super Bowl. I'm, let me tell you something. I have a sheepskin from the University of Nebraska. These kids graduated from school, the same school, just like Wooster when I graduated from Wooster. So that I am, I, I mean, I bleed red. And you know what? You come and you thump our ass. I mean, we walk, we hold, we hold our head up. You can throw shit at us. You can wear your fucking T-shirt. We can make Brian boss with a lot of money. But guess what? We'll be, we'll, we'll be back next year. Yeah, yeah. we did not let us. But yeah, Arnie, come on. Any real sport fan. Really, yeah. we're sort of flying the stands because, you know. It, it's ridiculous. This is the crybaby society we live in. Um, Gold, uh, Gold says he was play, paying respect to Plummer, who wore one back in 94 when we finally beat the Cowboys. Parsons is a bitch complaining about it. Nobody should complain about this. This is a part of the, this is a part of living in manland. It's shit talking. Um, by the way, Joe, you and I just got a huge compliment from Safety Guy. He says drizzling shits just cause spraying coffee. We got a spit take. We got a spit take, and we always love spit takes on the show. Um, what does that mean? That means that he sprayed coffee out of his mouth. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. You know what? All dry cleaning will be paid for by the Arnie States Association. No, no, okay. no, no, no. There is no official word to that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, I, so, that was last year's show. I apologize. Yeah. Um, so the game this week is the Niners, who are undefeated, are on the road against the Browns. And the Niners are only a seven-point favorite. How is that? How are they only a seven-point favorite? Okay. Because, because – in the NFL, you're going to lose one. There's only one team. It's only in the history of the NFL. Only one team has gone has run the gamut without a loss. You know, of course, the Ray Finkel '72 uh, Dolphins. Absolutely. And so, that's tough. So they're five and I mean, you know, it's got to give. They're in the dog pound. Uh, I mean, this is what they call a trap. It looks too easy. Looks too easy. Well, it's still a road. Have you seen the mosquitoes over Lake Erie? No, I have not. They get bad. So that's, uh, I, you know what? I, I, I'm kidding. I'm thinking the Niners to win. I swear to God, if they lose, if this is the week they oh, lose, wait, 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 I'm going to have wait, a conniption, but I'm going to take the Niners. Wait, 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 wait. I've got new information here. Cleveland coming off a bye at home, and they have the number one defense. Does that change your there's mind? There's your seven, too. Right, right. Well, and there's one with that. Is the rest good or is the rest bad? Mm-hmm. Uh, so who are you taking? Son of a bitch. I'm taking it. You know what? I'm going to stick with that. You know what? Whenever you make a bet in a sports book, it, it back, especially in the old days, they give you a ticket. You know, they write you to you. Buckley. Don't ever look. If you look at it, it's not what you wanted. Don't ever turn around and go back and say, oh, no, you, you didn't get it right. You're done. It'll go. So I picked the I picked the Niners first. I'm sick of them. All right. I, I, I'm taking the Niners because anybody who thinks Cleveland's going to beat them is out of their fucking mind. Uh, is Watson playing? It doesn't matter if Watson's playing. Brock Purdy's playing. <laughs> Big Coop says Brock's going to play with an arm tied behind his back. That's why they're only favored by seven. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Even though it's Cleveland, I don't care. I still will wear a flower in my hair. All right, next game up, we have the 0-5 Carolina Panthers on the road against the 4-1 and Dolphins that kind of look more like themselves last week. 
Dolphins are a 13 and a half point favorite. Yeah, they're, the Dolphins are good. You know, they, I think they got their, they shook out their loss, you know, and got to kind of out of because I'm a big Tua fan. I'm going to tell you that right now. I love that kid. I think he's going to do good things. I love watching him play. Um, but, he's a baller. Uh, he's got game. Boy, and the Panthers suck at the dog. Oh, no, is this going to be 80 to 3? It could be. They might break the record today or this weekend. Yeah, watch. Like the second snap, Tua will have his third, like, you know, <laughs> seizure or whatever. Thanks. That'll help. That helps my three-teamer. Um, you know, the Dolphins, that's right, because, you know, what? You know, I, it, Dolphins have made me really think about becoming a pet detective. Jesus. I'm taking the Dolphins, obviously. <laughs> Uh, I, too, am going to take the Dolphins because I don't see them losing to this team. Um, next game up, we have a game of a middle of the rotors here. The 3-2 and two ja- uh, Indianapolis Colts are on the road. Jacksonville has to travel all the way back to Jacksonville to play this one. 3-2 um, and two against 3-2. and two. Colts quarterback got hurt last week, his shoulder. I don't think he's playing this week. Um, back up, Minshew going to play against the Jags. Jags are a four-point favorite. What do you think, Joe? You know what? No, the jet, jet lag's really going to kill him. I, I, I'm thinking we're going to X each other out in this one. I could be wrong, but I like the Colts. Mm, interesting. Interesting. You like the Colts. I'm going to take the Jags at home. They've been I, having fish and chips for like two weeks. You know, the women all have bad teeth over there. So, I mean, come on. Now they're... <laughs> Yeah, all, all great points. Those are what we call Murphy points right there. That's, you know what? The more you know, that's street stuff. No, okay? I, I mean, you know, Joe, I should just have this ready whenever you're around. I mean, we learn so much. You know, you, but you've got a tough weekend this weekend, Joe, because your Steelers have a bye. You're, what are you going to do? Nebraska and Pittsburgh are off on the same weekend? You know, even now, you know, a lot of people think that I'm, you know, Hebrew, but I'm not. But I made that happen. Okay. So, God bless Israel. You sons, you, I'll get into that some other time. But, uh, uh, you know, because when it comes down to it, oh, France will say, oh, you can use our airspace or whatever. You can use our sandy huts. But you know what? No. Israel and Great Britain, no matter what. What do you need? We got your back. Because whenever they're mad at America, they shit on Israel. And Israel's like, you know what? Hamas and Hezbollah, I shit bigger than you. And we're watching that happen right now. I mean, I'm so sorry for all the loss of life, but, you know, uh, it's the difference between terrorism and war. And let's get back to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry I led us astray like that, but thank yeah, you. For your sorry. Point. You know what? Sometimes we, you know, I care about this world. <laughs> Next game up, we have the three and two Saints on the road against the two and three Texans. The Saints are a point and a half favorite. Saints, it's good to see Drew Brees back. (laughs) I like the Texans at home. I really do. I think the Saints, what do they got? If James Winston's in there, that's over. That'll be a pick to end the game late or something. So, you know, the Texans, they're not not the the, the redheaded stepchild this year. I think they win a few. I like the Texans at home. Um, I'm looking at uh, the the, – 
I, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think that, uh, that what's his name? I, I don't think uh, Jameis is playing. I, I think they got, uh, what's his name back? Is Carr back? I you know that's a good question. You know, he's probably probable. They always, they always kind of wait unless you okay. tear an ATL. It's like he's questionable. Yeah. And then it's probable, questionable, whatever. It's like, what is the difference? Well, Fax me an x-ray, for God's sake. All right. Uh, well, this is a Bayou Classic type game. You've got the Texans. I'll take the Saints because I hate this is part of my fuck Houston week. Uh, no Astros, no Texans love whatsoever. Next game up, we've got the one and four. Bill Belichick led New England Patriots coming out to Vegas, who had a huge win Monday night against the Packers. Uh, the two and three Raiders at home laying three points against the Patriots. Joe, what do you like? You know, when you just win Super Bowls, like, you know, like, like taking them out of Pez dispenser, you can wear that ridiculous, you know, like you just, hey, honey, can you grab the scissors so I can cut this off my sweatshirt? You can wear that because you just win Super Bowl. You can't wear that anymore, Belichick. You look like a bum down there and your team's a bum. Really you know, and you, you need to put it together. And so, poor Patriots. I feel sorry for Bill. No, you don't. Uh, you know, I, I got to listen. I, I've told you every week, I hate the Raiders when they were the Oakland Raiders. Like I said, I don't know why you have to wear spikes and a mask to go to the football game. But now they're, they're our team. They're a Nevada team. I'm still, I'm, I'm a Steeler for life. But they are a Nevada team. I'm going with uh, the Raiders. I just, I'm sorry, Bill Jack. Bill, Bill Belichick was one and five. I see him in the Hampton saying, "Fuck this." Yeah, yeah. I don't see. Uh, this is a bad Patriots team. This is a very bad Patriots team. I'll take the Raiders all day long, and they're not that great, but they're a whole lot better than this Patriots team. Um, next up, boy, a battle of NFC West non-supremacy. The one and four Arizona Cardinals are on the road against the two and three L.A. Rams. Boring, my God! I really boring, but that—that's the kind of game you walk into the sports book and you look up and you go, "Son of a bitch!" I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I like in that thing. That's what you know. That's the perfect line. Oh yeah, that's what they want you to do is walk in and go. I, you know what? I don't. Cardinals suck, but. I'm a robot, you know, maybe they'll pop out. I mean, that's a red. That, what this is. I got, I got to get ballsy. I'm going Cardinals, buddy. I'm okay. going to, you know what? Let's do this. Um, the Rams are a seven-point favorite at home. The Cardinals haven't showed me anything, even though they did beat the Cowboys as well. I, I don't believe in them. I, I, they're one and four. They're not a good team. Uh, I don't think the Rams are a good team either, but whatever. Um, all right, the battle of the green teams. The 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles are on the road against the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 who are 2-3. and three. Philadelphia is a seven-point favorite. What do you like? This is the clone of that Niner game. You know, this is like mm. the, I mean, you know, it's somebody going, who's going to get uh, a snake bit? You know what? I, I don't care, Ronnie. I want to party. So I'm going Jets with you, buddy. Let's go. Let's let's go. Let's tap out, okay? I'm going Jets too, baby. Let's right go. Right let's you got go. The wables on you. Let's go Jets. Let's go Jets. Hopefully, Joe Namath will be there. And... Mm, like all the Jets greats, Joe Namath and Mark Gaston. A lot of a lot of offensive linemen without teeth. I know that. 
Joe Klecko maybe will be there. <laughs> Joe Klecko. Mark Gastineau. Oh, yeah. Oh, th- there you go. We've got the Hall of Famers there. Yeah, they talk about two sport athletes, Dion and Bo. What about Gastineau? Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Next game up, the surprising – this is the surprise bowl, if you will. The 4-1 and one Lions taking on the 3-1 and one Buccaneers in Tampa. Detroit's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. In Tampa. What is wrong with you guys down there? You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. Here's what you want to be down for. Well, we can't wait for attendance, but the Buccaneers, Tampa, you know, nobody's showing up. There's more Oakland A's fans showing up than the Buccaneers. You know what? I'm going to mind. Let's go Lions. Oh, sorry. I made it the back. We're Lions. Yeah. I'm going Lions. Um, I can't take Baker Mayfield due to the fact that Oklahoma beat Texas last week. Um, I would take a road dog on this game or a home dog on this game in the Buccaneers, but I can't because it's Baker Mayfield. So I'm taking the Lions. Go Lions and Jared Goff. And you know what? It goes against all my principles going against the road dog. Oh, I know. I know. Um, next but remember, one I- Artie, remember, listen, the, the, and this is, I'm taking this story. The best road dog is college basketball. After that's college football. Then after that is like a pro football. You start getting in the NBA, women's sports, forget it. It's all over the board. Um, next game we have is the Sunday night game. How is this a Sunday night game? This is the worst Sunday night game in the history of Sunday night games. <laughs> Fucking A. Come on, NBC. Do better. The one in four. Oh, I know why. Because it's New York. The New York football giants are taking on the I can't figure out the three and two Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a fourteen point favorite. I mean, this is why did Doctor Bill remember last week? We're like, you, you can't go against the Bills. It's just ridiculous. We get and we lose. So uh, you know they're fired up. They're coming back. Plus, beautiful Niagara Falls is there. I mean, it was freezing. <laughs> Man, I, of course you have to take the Bills. If they, if they get stung twice, they just get. Then we know they're not going to the Super Bowl. So yeah, I, I don't uh, have a lot. I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going this year at all. I mean, the, the Bills are to me a middle of the road team right now. Yeah, they're not very good. But remember, or what we get five days. It's like after you know their eighth, ninth game. Some teams just kind of get it together. So we'll see. That's what makes you know sports so great. Yep, I'm taking right. the Bills. All right, I'll take the Bills as well. Our last game is Monday night, which sucks. I hate it because that means I have no games to watch on Sunday. I have to wait till Monday night to watch my beloved Dallas Cowboys, led by that shit-stained Dak Prescott, go to San Diego, beautiful Los Angeles. I'm sorry, Los Angeles of San Diego Chargers. Um, Cowboys are 3-2, and two, Chargers are 2-2. Two and two. Dallas is a uh, two-point favorite on the road. Joe, what do you think? This is where this park is difficult. This is where you have to separate business from pleasure. And don't do business with your family because it always is going to come back to haunt you. Always. You know, the, the, you know, the scrap. And, and it's on, you know. It's on ABC, which really bothered me because I have to get up on the roof and I got to get another roll of foil. Yeah, oh, I understand. across where rabbit is. Yeah. It just got into it for me, you know. So uh, I'll see what I can do. But I'll get that game, damn it. <laughs> and I'll charge people to come watch it. I'm taking the Chargers, Ken. I'm so sorry. No, uh, look, look. 
I never, ever on any radio show ever pick against my teams. I always pick my team, unless I know for a fact they're going to lose. Like, if they were, like, 0-5, taking on an undefeated team, I could take on the undefeated team. I'm not going to be I, surprised. If I, ever against the, the, if I ever take something against Nebraska, call LifeLock, because yeah. my identity's uh-huh. been stolen. Um, I'm not going to be surprised to see the Chargers win this game due to a Dak Prescott error. I am going to pick the Dallas Cowboys to win because I think they're a better team all around. But, uh, look, this team is not good. This team is not good, and and it pains me to say that. But there you go. I will take the Cowboys on the road against the Chargers. You know what you guys need? You need, like, a like a a Brock Purdy. Some young kid out in the third string comes in and just lights the place up. Well, that, that would be like in my, I mean, you know, the kids like 10 and over that Brock Purdy. I mean, somebody come in. I'm sorry. Dak's got to go, kid. You got to get somebody in there that's just some, well, then the other guy got hurt. Uh, who's your backup at right now in Dallas? Cooper Rush. Cooper, I like that kid, though. So I do like that kid. Yeah, but, but I, hey, hey. Tell me, hey. like a Cooper Rush or a, you need something in, in you know, they just. Cooper Rush is never going to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys either. Okay, let, let's not let's say about Brock Purdy too. No, I think Brock Purdy has all the makings to win a Super Bowl. Hey, look, watching that kid play, and he played against a very good defense that had a very bad defensive plan, but he tore that defense up last week against the Cowboys. I I can't say a bad thing about Brock Purdy. I real I honestly I can't, even though he's a Niner. I'll say he's a son of a bitch because he's a Niner, but that kid's got game. It's like it's like a, a Christian McCaffrey. He's like a Danny Amendola, only a little better. Yeah, you know? exactly. He's really good. And, and I just want you to know, I let her be three fourths in the uh, at the uh, adult uh, sex worker uh, combine. Oh, did you now? Oh, that's good yeah. to know. Now, now, Joe, uh, before I let you go and before you get to your stuff, um, I got to tell you, um, have you been spending a lot of time in a northern California city called National City? Because uh, sex workers are parading themselves around the city in nothing but thongs and underwear trying to sell their, their, their bodies for, for, for money. Have you been spending time there, Joe? No, I have not. I do have an affiliate on location, though. Okay. All right. Well, uh, they're, they're trying to crack down on it. It's, it's really bad. Gals and guys are standing there wearing stripper outfits, showing off hookahs and butts and all kinds of stuff. Joe, I don't want to see you wrapped up in that. Sounds like Seattle. Um, you know, I don't want to get wrapped up in that either. I, you know, it's very tempting because some of the women do stuff that, you know, you have to read books to just, you know, stay <laughs> the Chevy Chase side. I read books, or yeah, Bill Murray, I read books on the side just to stay up with you. You know, so it, it's like that. It's a very competitive game out there, right? It's no yeah. joke. Uh, Joe, do you okay. have anything before me before you leave? Just really quick, I appreciate it. I mean, um, so I want you to watch this. These guys call it. It's on free. They call Life on the Line. It's a documentary sports betters, and they claim that they they're living. Okay, so many fallacies. We'll talk about them. I mean, that the guy's like a wide left. He's betting a prop. And there'll, there'll be a wide left kick. Oh. You're not a professional, okay? So, and all kinds of stupid stuff, and I'll call them out on it. And the Latin, and it's just, it's, I had a, a fit, and I thought, Arnie, I wanted to watch this. You'll really like it. And then I thought, you know, when you're surfing porn, Arnie, 
I don't do oh, that. We don't do that anymore. I forgot. That was, yeah, I don't do that was our show in the 80s. I yeah. forgot. I got some. Who gave me these notes? Thank you, Arnie, for everything. I appreciate it. All right, Joe. Joe, you have a great weekend, my friend, and I will talk to you next week. I love you, buddy. Love you, Bye. too, Joe. Uh, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, everybody. Boy, oh, boy, it doesn't get much better than Murph. Now, I told you that I was going to save something for the last. Uh, we're, we're not going to take a, a music break here because I want to go into this. Uh, a lot of people who were a part of the show on Tuesday were mentioning the fact that a, a show that I used to work on made some sort of big announcement, and a lot of people are very confused by it. I got a lot of texts, gotten a lot of calls about it. I'm actually going to be on Mikey's podcast on Friday night, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Hamas and all kinds of stuff. That's tomorrow night. But it hit me yesterday. The epiphany hit me yesterday. I know exactly what's happening. And I was going to save it for Mikey's show, but, hey, I have a show, and I want to I reveal it on my show first. This is what I believe is happening. Now, by the way, tomorrow's show, a fun show. We're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow, I promise. If we have updates on Hamas and all that kind of stuff, we'll get to it. But lots of fun stories for tomorrow. By the way, today's last story, uh, every guy out there, uh, every male-ass family member, let me just say right now, you are welcome for today's last story. That, that's all I'm going to say. We'll get to it here in, a, in about 40 minutes. So, The word is, is that the former show is now moving to a station that was non-English speaking to begin with. And then I found out they're going to be on all day long. Meaning, I don't think they're going to play any music. They're going to play their show, and then they're going to do a replay of the show later, and then in between, it's best of segments. I thought about this, and I I thought to myself, and then uh, someone reached out to me. I think it was a rise who reached out to me who said, how do they own a radio station? And that's when everything clicked in my head. I'll tell you a story. Because... Because this is the same company that we all came up in. The company's name is Lotus Communications. And Lotus owns this station in Sacramento. Now, when I was Arnie the intern, when I was first hired and not paid, um, the person that I worked with at that time that we all like to refer to as SCAB, was the program director of a country station. And he was very, very young. He was the exact same age as me. We were both 21 years old. And being a 21-year-old programmer is kind of unheard of. Now, granted, we were in the 130th market in the country, so it wasn't that unheard of, but still unheard of. Especially when the next maneuver happened. See, we were on this station called K-Hit Country. Hit Kickin' New Country, K-Hit 104.5. That was our station. And that's where I started. The problem in, in radio is this, is that when ratings come out in a small market like Sac- or Reno at that time, they only w- took ratings twice a year. 
like fall and summer book. They they only took two or fall, winter and then fall. But I, summer summer was off, so it was winter and fall book, or spring and fall book. That was it, spring and fall. So those are very 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 important. It might be winter. It might start in January as the first book. Whatever it doesn't matter. I believe that Reno is still a two book market, and that'll come into play here. Well, when you have different country stations in the same town. The oldest country station gets all the recognition. They're called what's called a heritage country station. And if you live in Reno, then you know that cable, which is awful as it was, and they had absolutely, positively, zero talent on that station. And, yes, I'm talking to you, you mullet fuckhead wearing J.J. Christie. You piece of donkey shit. People would listen to us and they would write down, and this is the way they used to, and I I can talk about it now. You would get sent what was called a diary from the Arbitron people, and that's who collected the ratings. And you would write down, and if you wrote down, the more specific you got, the better. But if you wrote down, I listened to Country Station from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., That goes to the Heritage Station. We didn't get that, even though you were listening to us. So Cable got all the ratings. And when you get all the ratings, that means you get all the presents, which means when a country artist comes to town, you're the one who gets to put that show on because you're the big station in town. We missed out on fucking Garth Brooks, George Strait, Brooks and Dunn. Missed them out because... We were not the reporting station. And when you miss out on all that, you're missing out on a huge amount of revenue. Now, getting back to our heroes of the story, if you will. Being a 21-year-old program, and they couldn't make any money, they decided that they were going to bring in a new general manager and listen to his ideas and look at the marketplace and see what was needed. Well, what we saw at that time in about 95 or 96, I think it was 95, is that there was what we call a giant hole in the, in the rock format. There's a classic rock station and there was an alternative station. But there was no stations that were playing Metallica, Megadeth, There were no stations playing that. They were either playing very, very alternative, and I'm talking even more so alternative than Nirvana and Alice in Chains. So what happened was this new general manager, piece of shit, not only um, sat down and talked this over with Scab, but also promoted Scab from program director to operations manager. You see, Scab was on the fast track at this company to be a general manager. He was being trained. He was being groomed. I know that's shocking to say that he's being groomed. But he was being groomed to actually run the company someday. I got to meet the owner of the company, and a lot of radio people don't get to meet the owners of the company. I got to meet him a few times, and why? Because I was Scab's partner. I'll never forget, uh, when I got inducted into the uh, Radio Hall of Fame in in Nevada, uh, the guy at the time who ran Lotus was a guy named Tony Benici. 
I think, did I tell this yesterday? When I got inducted, they, they introduced me. He goes, you don't need to introduce. I know Arnie. Arnie's made me a shit ton of money. So we took K-Hit off the air. And I have a, I have a story to go with that that I, I do love. Um, but we took K-Hit off the air. And for two and a half weeks, what did we do? We played whatever music we wanted. We could play gospel. We could play Liberace. We could play the Beach Boys. Whatever it took to fill our shift. Now, one guy got fired because he brought in the Pulp Fiction soundtrack and just let it run. And if you own the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, there's a lot of... uh, Uh, I believe this is on there. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. I'm super fly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. Yeah, that guy got fired. That guy got fired pretty quickly. (laughs) And he played it at like 6 or 7 o'clock at night when there was no staff in the building, and he just let it play because he wasn't in the studio. Yeah, quite fired. But you see, it's what we call in the business a stunt. That's what's going on right now in Sacramento is a stunt because they're flipping the format from this Latino station and they're not telling anybody. Now, you'll probably ask, why aren't they telling anybody? Well, they know what it's going to be. The people at Lotus, they know what it's going to be. I would imagine Scab probably knows what it's going to be. There's a few holes out there. It, look, for my druthers, I'd love to see an Americana station where they play groups like uh, can, uh, uh, Turnpike Troubadours. It's country music, but country music with a little edge, more so than the Luke Bryans and Georgia County Lines or whatever. You know, the shit country that's out there. I see a hole in a lot of marketplaces for that and also... There's a lot in the rock world that they could do. They could be an 80s station. They could be an 80s and 90s station. I call that ultra rock. They could be what we call an ultra rock station. So what's going to happen is this, in my opinion. I could be totally wrong about this, but I, my spidey senses are going off on this one. This is all a stunt. And you see, they're going to do this, and they're going to do it maybe for two weeks, maybe for a month. all in order to get all the pieces in place for that station, whether it be satellite shows, whether it be other shows, things like that, they're going to be put in place. And then on a certain day, it will be announced that this station is going to be, and they'll give the call letters, they'll do all this kind of stuff, and it will no longer be 24 hours a day of that certain show. They'll still be the morning show, but it won't be that. It's all a stunt. By the way, the person that pulled off that stunt before, it's a little station in Reno. And it was 1995. Maybe 94, 95. So I think 95. I'll never forget. It was two weeks we played whatever we wanted. Um, and then we all got the news come in this morning. At 7 o'clock in the morning, and, oh, come on. I don't have that song. Hold on a second here. I I, I have to find this song. Uh, 
there you go. This song right here. I can't believe I don't have this song. Why is it going to that? Oh, crap. Hold on a second here. Um, that's the name of the group. Okay. Um, it's a group called The Offspring, and I'll never forget that we all were in the studio and we announced that this is going to be Rock 104.5. Now, we also had this wonderful billboard campaign with a crudely drawn dog that was green and like a green gun and said, listen, or the dog gets it, and people got upset with us. Um, but then that morning that we, poured, we, we pulled the, the veil down on that, this was the first song ever played on Rock 104.5. Gotta keep them separated. Now, if I had my druthers, if I would have had my druthers, I would have played a different song. Uh, the first song that I would have played if I if 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 I was a part of that management decision, uh, I would have played this song right here. Steven Seagal doing reggae. Now you know let have a shot of rum Then me can make you come With me to the ocean That would be The ocean Jesus That station has been on for almost 30 years Um And I believe that this is all nothing more than a stunt Just wait for a couple weeks They'll announce exactly where they're going And think nothing more of this And by the way this will not work. This will not work. I, I, I'm, I'm just telling you. There's only one way it can work, and I'm not going to give up which way it's going to work because they ain't smart enough to do that because that would be the really smart. I, I mean, I gave up a great one in the Americana one, but they ain't going to go that route either. I'm just telling you that right now. Right here, right now, it's all a stunt. So there you go. Now, uh, yesterday, or today, I, I talked about how tomorrow's show is going to be all fun. I'm going to try to make it all fun. We might have a couple death stories in there, but, but, but mainly they're all fun, even the death stories. Um, I have three stories to do, and I told you the, th- the, the last story today, every man out there, you're welcome. Uh, Matt Hatter says, I remember the first day of Rock 104.5. I listened to it on my way to school. I remember it. I mean, I mean, we, we, we burned a cowboy hat in effigy, which I thought was stupid. I didn't care. I was drunk half the time. God, I was so drunk in that studio so many times. It would work if they added 22 hours of ass. Now, now V. Coop, that is true, but we, we you know, you know what's so funny is I, I talked to uh, Jay the other night, and, and Jay who's doing morning radio now, and his partner Kevin got got reprimanded. Yeah, he didn't get like written up or anything, but he got talked to about it because he said Jesus Christ on the air the other day. 
He's on a classic rock station and said Jesus Christ and he gets talked to. Boy, I tell you what, I would not survive today's radio world. Uh Uh-uh. If I can't say that, that's a staple. I mean, shit, fuck is a damn staple for me now. Derek says, yeah, I didn't know who's going to listen to them anymore because I know I I did pull the plug for Arnie State's show on their Facebook post, and, of course, I got banned. Thank you. I appreciate everybody getting banned for it. But it's a stunt. Look, hey, good luck. And and, and the, the one thing I'll say is I appreciate it because it's old school radio. It's an old school radio play. I appreciate that. It ain't going to work, but I, I still appreciate it. Uh, it. And by the way, I don't want it to work. Sorry, not sorry. Now, the funny story I have to tell that goes with the flipping of the formats, because I love country music. I always have loved country music, and I always will love country music. And it was tough for me because I didn't know a lot of the new rock artists. I didn't know anything about Marilyn Manson. Huge fan now. Didn't know a lot about any of the grunge bands. I I knew Metallica. I was still a cult fan. I was a big Van Halen guy still. But I didn't know a lot about a lot of groups. I loved Guns N' Roses. So we flip formats, and the city turns on us. Because we were liked in the city, but we just didn't get the recognition in the ratings. And we flip formats two weeks before George Strait played Lawler Event Center. And George didn't play Lawler Event Center that often. And this is on the, the, the heels of his box set. It was a big deal. And I hadn't seen George in like four years, so this was huge. They gave us tickets to give away. And we gave away some tickets, but we had our tickets. Well, when we flipped formats, the, ra- the record companies were pissed, and they wanted the tickets back, and we are like, no, we gave them all away, which we didn't because I still had mine. Now, I was the overnight guy at Rock 104.5. I did overnights, which meant I got to go. The, I, the only time I've ever knowingly done a show hammered drunk. was the night of the George Strait show. Because before the show, I got fucking toe up from the flow up. I was beat up from the feet up. I was hammered until hammered wasn't cool. All right? And I'll never forget, George Strait's opening act was this gal named Terry Clark. Now, Terry Clark was an up-and-coming young country singer. Um, She was kind of tomboyish, if you will. But drunk Arnie didn't look at her and go, whoa, she's a tomboy. No, when she was in the middle of one of her songs, and we had decent seats, and I didn't care what the people thought of us because they hated us anyway, I stood up and I said, sit down, you fucking dyke. I want to see George Strait. George Strait put on a hell of a show. I went back and put on a very mediocre fucking overnight show. Oh, man, but that was funny. Mage says, I got banned from that shit show page because I plugged the ass show, but I got banned five times. One is me, two is my Japanese name, three is Delta, four is my young son, and five is my wife's name. Man, that's MVP performance right there, baby. <sighs> so that that's what's happening, and, and I'm going to say it again tomorrow night on, on Mikey's show. I'm sure Mikey has figured it out as well. Uh, all right, the last we we are going to end the show a little early today. Just letting you know, uh, 
got some things going on here at the house that we got to take care of. No worries. We're going to be back tomorrow. And tomorrow, like I said, fun show. But first, last I, I, I get confused by Disney. Remember last week we, we, we did the story about how Disneyland was cutting kids' prices down to 50 bucks to get in? Well, it seems that visitors to Disneyland and Disney World will now spend more money on tiered tickets and parking. Tier package and price hikes at Disneyland. Tier zero, no increases, $104. Tier one, $5 increase to $119. Tier two, $5 to $134. Tier three, $10 increase to $154. Tier 4, 169, 184. Tier 6, 194. Magic key prices have hiked at Disneyland. Inspire Pass is $1,600, Believe is $1,200, $800 for Enchant, and $500 for Imagine. Two day tickets go to $310. Look, there. I'm glad I'm not a kid, and I'll tell you why. Because there's no way my parents are going to spend that much money. Ain't no way. Daddy, I want to go to Disneyland. Yeah, I want to be the king of fucking Salam, but that ain't going to happen. That's a lot of money. I don't get it. I I, I don't judge on it. I understand Trash Panda. I know that you're a big Disney guy. you're, You're tasting those churros already. And I want you to have a great time. God damn. Fuck. All for that fucking rat. Good Lord. That rat named Mickey. Let's see. I'm so happy I don't feel the need or want to go to Disneyland, Groomerland. Take care, Arnie and family. Have a great rest of the day. See you tomorrow. Special Kale says, what the fuck do you get for $1,600? Does Minnie Mouse jerk you off? B. Coop says, what I hear, Mage, is that they are anti-Asian. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Disney sucks. All right. Now, I, I, I don't think Ogre is here because he's off for the next couple days, but this is a, a, a story for Ogre, and it, oh, God. Here we go. NASA has unveiled the first analysis of the world-ending asteroid Bennu that could crash into Earth in the next 150 years. After a landmark mission saw agencies send a probe to the giant space rock. Hey, uh, uh, uh. Can we can we get a little sooner? Can we get it? Just, just maybe. A, a, is this a world ender? Yeah, oh, it is a world ender. Okay. Oh, I know where I'm going to be. When they say, I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do. This is the first thing I'm going to do. When they tell me that we got like 10 hours left, I live two minutes away from a drugstore, a CVS. I am driving my truck to the pharmacy, and I'm just walking back there, and I'm taking everything that has the word Oxycontin or Vicodin, I'm taking that. Uh, I will find some sort of liquor somewhere, 
and I'm going to sit on my back porch getting drunk and high as fuck watching this asteroid come and hit, hit Earth. Now, if it ain't for 150 years, then I don't get to live that dream. That sucks. By the way, I'm not going to have my teeth in either. Swoosh says, too late, and it will be destroyed before it gets here. Swoosh. Hey, Swoosh. Don't try to kill my fantasy. This is, this is the dream. This, is the, this way we can... Bye to everybody. Adios. You trans people, sorry, you don't get to live either. I'm just waiting. Just biding my time. By the way, they're going to be wrong. It ain't going to hit us. And we will be, and it will be destroyed before we get it. Okay, I read that. All right. Last story of the day. Guys, guys, you're welcome. Um, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know what music to play if I should play. No, no, I, you know what? I, I, I have the song. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I give you the story about 52-year-old Denise Richards and her 19-year-old daughter, Sammy Sheen, who are collaborating on OnlyFans. A screenshot has been posted online with fans condemning Denise for the weird, the fucking weird and incestuous post. One fan wrote, this is fucking weird beyond words and one of the sickest shit I've seen on this app. What does she even mean? What do and her daughter do in their application? Maybe, maybe, maybe Sammy has not done her homework and mommy is not happy about that and maybe mommy spanks her. It's a celebration. This is one of the top stories I've ever found. Um, others wrote, Denise is really turning OnlyFans into OnlyFams. It's fucking weird and incestuous and creepy, creepy, creepy. In no world is this appropriate. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was appropriate. I thought it was fantastic. Another fan type, this is fucking creepy, weird, inappropriate, and so many other things. While one follower penned, this is beyond foul. Denise gets stuck in the dryer. She's approaching Pam Anderson ugly. Oh, what are you talking about, kid? Oh, Denise Richards is still a smoke show. It's time 
maybe they're reacting or they're 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 reliving the wild thing scene 42 minutes into the movie. There it is, Mad Hatter's got it. It's a celebration. Now, in no way am I going to subscribe to this or even look it up because it is weird. It is kind of creepy, but it's fucking awesome. It just shows the depravity of our world. I fucking love that. That's the part that, see, it's not the hotness of the daughter and the mom together. It's the depravity. It's seeing just how far we have fallen. That this is allowed. Maybe they can make an art project together using scissors. But if she's a good girl and does homework, maybe she'll get to go to Applebee's. Oh, dear God. Now, now, Panda, I do not know. I, I, I don't know if Denise Richards has the same quite of fondness you do for Applebee's or routine, if you will. But man, oh, man. Uh, I think you should check it out for it. Re- no, I'm not going to check this out for research on my show. I'll, I'll wait till it goes viral and everybody's seen it. Then I'll say, oh, I had to watch it. This is hilarious. Now I got to ask, who's the worst parent? Denise Richards or Charlie Sheen? I mean, Denise was riding on that white horse of parenting going, ah, I am such a great parent compared to Charlie. And then that horse decided to just and bucked her right the fuck off. I think I would much rather be hearing about tiger blood than my daughter and I are going to be collaborating. Wait, by the way, by the way, my daughter and I are going to be collaborating on OnlyFans. I can never, ever see myself ever saying something like that, not only because I don't have a daughter, but if I did have a daughter, there's no way. There is no way. I'm going to be collaborating with my daughter on fuckmeinthebutt.org. Oh, God. Denise is a world-class parent compared to Alec Baldwin. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be on his wife's OnlyFans. I mean, this is just ridiculous. See, see, I'm just going to let y'all in on a little secret here. And y'all are going to think I'm crazy. Y'all are going to think I'm I'm weird, I'm strange, I'm wrong for this. But I ain't. I'll tell you why. Porn has jumped the shark. Okay? I'm just telling you, porn has, porn now, I know I sound like an old man because I am an old man. Now, there was no bigger fan of porn in the mid to late 80s, all of the 90s, early 2000s. And then when we got to the 2010s, things started to get a little strange, a little more accepted of the taboos, if you will. I mean, when one of the number one things searched is stepdaughter, stepdaddy, That's a little weird. And let's not forget the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. And that's a gal by the name of Hot Kinky Joe. Hotkinkyjoe.com. Check it out. It will forever change you in pornography. 
If you didn't think that the horse video would change you, hot kinky Joe will. It's just too dirty. I, I said it. I'm an old man. It's just too dirty. Mm-mm. I, I, I don't need to see all those functions happening. In and out, up and down, good. Lots of mouth stuff, good. No tinkle. I, I don't want any of that. No, 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 I, I don't want any boom boom either. No, no, no boom boom. None of the weird stuff. Don't dress up like a baby. That shit's gross. Don't even get me started on this pegging thing, cause oh, that 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 that's that's an eye raper right there. Uh, ask family. That is going to do it for us today. Seven seven five three five seven fans is number. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time. Same Arnie channel. Tomorrow's Friday. Friday the thirteenth. We're gonna have a fun show. I promise you a fun. I'm looking at the stories right now. Let's see. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve. Twelve. So I got. I got to get some more. I got to get some more. But we we have a lot of stories for tomorrow. All of them being fun or at least lighthearted. So there you go. So until tomorrow, please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, Ask Family, have a great Thursday. And adios, everybody. But I think it's quite queer So I'm writing this down in a song I just couldn't resist Cause it's a nice little twist And I think you'll agree This is just wrong I ain't never got the same one I've held it inside long enough Now I ain't too proud I'm gonna shout it out loud I ain't never got the same one with Willie Now I've heard him with Merle Waylon and Cash Jones and Toby, that man is totally gracious. But I'm thinking, damn, why not me? We could even sing it on TV. It's like him and old Julio Iglesias. I ain't never got the same one with Willie. And I've held it inside long enough Now I ain't too proud I'm gonna shout it out loud I ain't never got the same one with Willie Back and forth 
Up and down all the highways Wherever our big buses can go And I think that it's great To finally sing one straight And our fans will all love it I know And I'm loving it too, really Finally could sing one straight Well, I think that it's been long enough I'm mighty proud Just listen to the crowd I finally got to sing one with George Strait Thank you, man. You just made my career. Well, you should have said something straight. I always thought we'd sound great. And I finally got to sing one with old George. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.